This holiday season, we all wish for hope and healing. Children and families who spend their holidays at the hospital deserve a reason to believe in first steps, in giggles, high fives, and hugs. For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided world-class care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to help patients and healthcare heroes this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org slash holiday. That's childrensnational.org slash holiday. You're listening to the Biohazard Declassified Podcast. Hello, everybody. Sandy here from Biohazard Declassified. I trust you're having a fantastic Saturday evening, Saturday afternoon, Saturday morning, wherever you are in the world. We've got a very special edition of the Biohazard Declassified Podcast. We're joined with uh, YouTube creator Ink Ribbon. Say hello, Ink Ribbon. Mr. Hi, guys. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, so um, I obviously really appreciate you uh, you coming on today. We're going to talk about all things Resident Evil. So uh, give a little introduction. What What is Ink Ribbon? What do you do over on YouTube land? And uh, yeah. All right. Well, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm excited to be here. Um, Ink Ribbon is my YouTube channel. It's all about mostly Resident Evil stuff. I f- tend to focus more on like classic games. And by classic, I mean like, ps1 ps2 era but yeah i just i love resident evil and i've been doing this for about four years and it's just it's so crazy that the game that i love has now become like my job and i've met so many passionate fans like the ones watching right now who just share that love of resident evil that we can't seem to explain to anyone else and there's just no way you either get it or you don't but yeah i love resident evil and that's that's ingram in a nutshell (laughs) But what about what about Ink Ribbon the person? Who is Ink Ribbon? Oh, God, how much time do you have? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, you know, um, I actually uh, I'm working on a video essay right now, kind of talking not to get too like philosophical, but I had the realization that growing up, I didn't have friends and I kind of didn't have the best family life. And I realized that playing Resident Evil, I mean, these characters in the game sort of, really shaped who I am as a person. You know, these were role models that I looked up to. And um, I think that's part of where the real love and passion for these games comes from. Uh, Not just Resident Evil, but kind of all video games. And I'm sure some of you guys feel the same way. You know, it can't just be me. But yeah, games are just a really big part of uh, my life. And I guess that's reflected in my content. But I don't know. Yeah, and you have, obviously, it goes without saying, with a name like Ink Ribbon, you're very, very much based around Resident Evil. So what are your standout moments from Resident Evil um, in general? What are your favorite, what are your favorite Resident Evil titles? Uh, well, two, the original two, by far, will always be my favorite because oh, yeah. that's the game that not just led me to love Resident Evil, but led me to pursue uh, an education in uh, video game design because i remember watching the opening of resident evil 2 over and over and over and i was just like how do people make this stuff and it was just the most amazing thing and i think the best thing about the classic resident evil games that i i really think is not encapsulated anymore in really any game is that sense of wandering around in places where there's supposed to be people and there aren't i mean i know that's kind of the world we're living in right now but um there was something just so, I don't even know what the word is. It's like magical, but also kind of 
spooky and Ooh. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, so would you say that it was the setting of Resident Evil Two, which really like the setting of Raccoon City in general, the build up and for well for me it was how it was kind of like set up like a Hollywood movie in a way, but like, not like a B movie, like the original resident evil, like mm-hmm. where it was in a house and all that sort of thing. But it was like, Holy shit, this is on like a, a super large scale. Was, was that what captured you or was it the characters or? Um, definitely. I I've always said this and people sometimes don't listen to me, but the environments in resident evil are the main characters. I know that you're playing as people, but it's always about the environment. You know, you can hear the theme from the RPD or you can like see a picture of the mansion and you're immediately brought back to where that is. Whereas, you know, the characters are kind of all over the place because they're in a lot of games. And I know this is a really kind of unpopular, controversial Resident Evil opinion, but I wasn't really a fan of the Resident Evil 1 mansion setting. Uh, Maybe because I played 2 first. But it just didn't speak to me the same way that two and three setting did because I I love the the city and the the I don't know that the aesthetics are just very different from one and then you know two and three they all kind of have their own thing but the, the environment's by far most important thing in the Resident Evil games. Well, I'd have to. I mean, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. You know, two you know going between the RPD or you know. There's so many locations that have so much character, and that's what really makes you remember the games is not necessarily, you know, playing through as Leon or playing through as Claire, but it's the locations themselves. Like, you know, when you enter the main hall of the RPD, you know, when you enter a safe room, like, you know, you know, in three, when you're about to, you know, when you go into the clock tower, like those, those locations have just as much characterism um, as the actual playable characters do. Definitely. So a nice segue into that was you obviously said the you specifically said that it was the original Resident Evil 2 which captured it for you what would you say about the Resident Evil 2 remake and why why do you why do you think why do you still revert back to the original over the remake um i i think it really just comes down to the whole you know you can't beat the original. I, I love the Resident Evil 2 remake, and I am so grateful that they made it, and they made it so... I I still think about it, and I'm like, I can't believe it actually happened. But it's, it's not that it's bad, it's just different from what I know. The layout is different, and then, like, they, they did a lot of stuff, like, turning off the lights was one of the biggest things where I was like, whoa! Like, my mind was blown, because I never even thought of doing that, but it made the RPD a lot scarier. And, you know, wetting the floor, like having the, that bathroom flooding so that you have that nice shine. That's a big, like, movie magic thing that they do is wetting the floor, you know, so that it gets, like, reflective. But um, I don't know. It's just, I guess the fixed camera angles really allow the the game makers to have the player see what they want to see. Whereas when you're walking around in the remake, you can just look wherever you want and there's not really a focal point. Um Sometimes they they can kind of set up you know hallways to be a focal point, but uh, that that's kind of a composition nerd <laughs> game dev thing. Uh, they're, they're they're both great. It's just you know can't be the original. Uh, yeah, I think I think nostalgia <laughs> must play a little bit into it. Um, but what about obviously the portrayal of like the the contrasting portrayal of characters between the original with Paul Haddad and the new Leon with Nick Apostolides? 
Um, I, I think he did an amazing job in the remake because there's different versions of Leon, um, who is my favorite male character in the series, if you couldn't tell by my hair. And um, <laughs> he uh, he starts off as a rookie. He's inexperienced and he has a really strong sense of justice. And, you know, he's still like he's still experiencing all this for the first time. Whereas Resident Evil 4 Leon is very hardened and he's already been through so much stuff that, you know, he's like, I'm a man now. And um, I I don't know how to say his last name, but uh, Nick did a great job in capturing that spirit of sort of like the younger rookie Leon, Mm. you know? Yeah. You could, uh, I think you could definitely tell by his, like um, just his, almost the innocence in his voice. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I do, I do think, if he was going to be the, uh, the if, you know, supposedly there's a Resident Evil 4 remake in development, shout out biohazardcast.com for uh, writing an article on that. Um, but <laughs> my, my fear my fear is that because he, he had such an ange- angelic voice in uh, Resident Evil 2 remake, how that transition where Leon's now a little bit older, you know, in the Resident Evil 4 he had a little bit more of a grip to his voice. What what were your thoughts? Do you think that Nick, because of Nick's performance in Resident Evil 2, he should transition into Resident Evil uh, 4, if there were to be a remake, of course? Um, If he's a voice actor, I don't see why he couldn't. I think it really comes down to Capcom's decision. I'm still salty about Allison Court not being Claire, but I know that that's my problem, not theirs. Um, But yeah, I don't think there'd be any issue with him doing the voice. If he can. <laughs> yeah, I know there was a there was actually a massive controversy with Alison Court not being uh the uh, the Claire Redfield. But I think um sorry, you, Jesse, you're gonna know the, the voice actor's name. Her name escapes uh, me, but she did a cracking uh, job as Claire. Oh yeah, no, yeah, she yeah. she did oh, great. I, yeah, that's uh, uh, Stephanie Pencelio. That's it. Thank you. Yeah, she did an absolutely uh, absolutely fantastic, fantastic job on that. And obviously, um with Resident Evil 3 coming out during the, what, the start of lockdown. I mean, what was, it's, it's the most polarizing remake today, I would say, but what are your thoughts on the, uh, on the Resident Evil 3 remake? Um, <laughs> well, I did a review and um, a lot of people were, like you said, polarized in the comments. The number one thing that I tell people is to think of it as a reimagining, not a remake. Resident Evil 2 Remake was a true remake from head to toe. And, um, yeah. <laughs> splash it, flask. <laughs> As you were, sorry. No, it's just, um, it, it's, they changed way too much for me to have the amount of passion I did for the Resident Evil 2 Remake. I, like, I'm sorry, but, you know, I, I didn't even realize how important the clock tower section was until it was gone. I didn't, I didn't know how iconic and special it was. And then when it wasn't there, where I was like, "Hey, wait a minute!" <laughs> <laughs> you, you pulled a sneaky on us here. But no. um, like, I, I love the Carlos redesign. I think Jill is a much more fleshed out character. It's the first time I found her to really have a true personality, which uh, also angered a lot of people. But th- there's so many things that were great about it, and then they just kind of dropped the ball. In my opinion, I know that some people loved it, and overall, it was a good game. It's just I don't think it deserves the title of remake. So if you were Mr. Capcom and you had the, you, 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 you presented this game, how, what would you have done differently? 
Uh, well, as I said, the environments are the most mm-hmm. important thing in Resident Evil. And I think that's really what it came down to. Uh, instead of the the sections that I mentioned, like the clock tower and all that, we got a Indiana Jones sequence with a rolling giant bobblehead. <laughs> I have no idea where that came from. But like when I look back, uh, the, the clock tower and then that three uh, path area where one leads to the gas station and one leads to the like the train area. Um, as well as like the newspaper office. I was so excited to see all of those places that were just not there at all. And it was like, whoa. And it, it was kind of, they set a, they set it up to fail because all the screenshots showed, showed uh, survivors running around and you could like save people. Oh God, that bobblehead. I hate it so much. <laughs> the worst part for me. Um, but, you know, it made it seem like, oh my God, it was kind of giving me outbreak vibes. I was so excited. And then it was just, you know, it ended up being like raccoon. This holiday season, we all wish for hope and healing. Children and families who spend their holidays at the hospital deserve a reason to believe in first steps, in giggles, high fives, and hugs. For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided world-class care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to help patients and healthcare heroes this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org holiday. That's childrensnational.org holiday. City was like a square mile, and that's all you got to run around in. Which, from a game development standpoint, I kind of understand that because it is an enormous amount of work to make all of those assets and lay out all of the city streets and all that stuff. But you know, don't show us those screenshots to get us excited for something you're not going to deliver on. Yeah, and and it, it's kind of a funny thing because you know, as many iconic places as there are in the original Resident Evil Three. They brought so many more, like, you know, new locations in the remake. And that's cool and all, but it was, you know, I, I you know, like you said, you expect to see the newspaper office and, and so several other locations. It was, it was neat to see Raccoon City, um, a little bit more alive than in the original, but it's like they, they hit where, you know, like the, the base level of that mark of making it more fleshed out and alive and then just stopped. Yeah. You know, versus, you know, going the extra, you know, because like you said, in the screenshots, it looks like they kind of went the distance and, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to call it an open world game, but it gave the appearance of having a larger environment um, than what it did, you know, especially because seeing what they could have done in those areas like Moon Donuts and um, where the toy store is and the grocery Mm -hmm. store that you can go into, or even the beginning of it when you first meet, um, meet Brad and there's like the diner and stuff on the left-hand side, like, Everybody that's been doing the uh, camera or the, uh, you know, the float through wall hacks. And so showing off all these, like, I mean, like super fleshed out interiors in some of these places that you don't get to visit at all. You know, even if it was something, you know, as simple as, you know, picking up some handgun ammo or something, it would have been really cool to experience a little bit more of the streets of Raccoon City uh, like we did in the, you know, in the original game, but have some of these new environments as well as the old ones. Definitely. And there's another big thing that was severely lacking was there was like no puzzles. I think there was literally one puzzle and it was really, really easy. But mm. remember like the music puzzle and the water puzzle and all of those. Oh, there- the water puzzle. Jeez. I love the water puzzle. I'm like the only person on earth. I <laughs> I found it endearing. But um, yeah. I also found out that uh, there was a lot of people who couldn't do the music puzzle, like people who were legitimately tone deaf. Um, in, I think the original release, it was randomized and they had to change it to be like, here's the always solution. And I was like, oh, I never thought of that, but 
Yeah, but still, bring it back. <laughs> yeah, because I mean that was kind of the disappointing thing of the the remakes puzzle was, you know, the 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 majority of them were almost like fetch, they weren't even puzzles; they were just fetch quests. It was you know like to um, you know do the the thing in the uh, subway station was you just had to go find three gems. You know, it wasn't you know trying to manipulate anything. It was just you know hey, go find three things and bring them back, and you can you know unlock it three different times or. Um, I mean, I mean, honestly, the closest thing to a puzzle is really the reactivating of the subway. You know, everything else is, you know, like even the um, the, uh, the vaccine creation stuff is, again, just another fetch quest. It's just, you know, go grab these two things and bring them back. And, you know, I think it has a slight element kind of like in, when you're, um, you know, fighting the ivies and stuff in two where you have to kind of, you know, change the. Um, you know, solution amounts a little bit, but I mean, you know, the, at the base of it, it was just, you know, go pick up items, bring them back. It wasn't an actual puzzle. And I think that's it. That, that actually brings up just a, a massive overarching point. And you guys might have to correct me on this, but I'm pretty confident that resident evil two was made in house, but resident evil three was actually farmed out to a third, a third party studio. So for me, you can definitely tell the love was poured into Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3. It still had love poured into it, but it's kind of like your stepdad, you know. It wasn't, wasn't quite Resident Evil 3, but it kind of did the best job it could under, under the same circumstances. Yeah, um, it was uh, sent to, I think the company's called M2, which is sort <laughs> of like people jokingly call them like Capcom's B team. But um, I think one of the biggest problems stems from they were working alongside Resident Evil 2, but not together. They were like kind of doing their own thing, working off the same engine and mechanics. And they went in drastically different directions, as I'm sure you saw. But I think they knew that 2 was probably the more important game to focus on. I do wish that that wasn't the case, though. But Well, I mean, it seems like, you know, hearing some of the things that we know about both of their developments, that the fact that they were developed side by side up to a certain point and originally meant to release together. You know, everybody always talks about how Resident Evil 3 feels almost like a DLC, which it always did. You know, I mean, if we're going to be perfectly honest, Resident Evil 3 was always, you know, Resident Evil 2's DLC. We just didn't have it back then. Um yeah, but you know, but I, I get the the under you know the feeling of the DLC portion of it because I mean, in reality, we were supposed to get two and three as a side by side launch, you know, until you know whatever uh, development problems or whatever you know they haven't been specific on why three's development got pushed out an extra year, um, but it definitely feels like it was meant to release alongside two, and I think it honestly could have made two a little bit more interesting. Um, to have released that way, because I think we would have seen a lot more of Three's mechanics um, brought into Two, at least, you know, as far as, like, character movement and stuff, had it, you know, released, actually released at the same time. Because I don't believe that they would have added on special, um, you know, like Jill's dodging mechanic. I don't think that would have been exclusive to a DLC. I feel like that, if they, had they released together, something like that probably would have been in both games uh, simultaneously. So, obviously, on that point, we're, we're, we're talking about not negatives but the 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 uh the constructive criticism of resident evil 3 kai what do you think was good about resident evil 3 uh what did you actually really enjoy about resident evil 3 um well like i said the characters definitely uh were stepped up and i know that a lot of people were mad about like you know carlos's redesign or stuff like that but i think um all the characters were so um 
like the bar was raised, you know, they all felt completely real and fleshed out and it wasn't any more of the, you know, cause in the nineties things were different and you didn't have to try as hard, but now they feel like really well-written characters. And, um, you know, just like Resident Evil two, the lighting, the environments, everything, uh, really was well done. Uh, I liked the creature redesigns too. I think the hunters were great. And at first I hated the, the, the beta hunters, wait, gamma hunters, sorry, the water ones. And, um, I kind of grew to love them. They're like giant evil rotisserie chickens trying to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the feeling that I first got when the nemesis sprinted at me was just full on terror that I have not felt since I probably was chased by him for the first time in the original. So they definitely got that down. Um, that's... Oh, and also the the unlockables were really cool. That mm. I, I'm really good at headshots in that game. So the uh, I forgot what it's called. It's something that starts with an R, but there's like this electric gun that yeah. it only does damage if you do a, a headshot or hit their their weak point. So like unless you hit their head, you don't kill them. But if you hit their head, they they instantly die. And oh, it was so much fun to go through a playthrough with that thing. Oh yeah, Andy. Uh, Andy is very famous for his. Uh poor write and playthrough where he uh, soft-locked the game with it. Uh-oh. Yeah, so the, the, the long and the short of it, the clock out. I thought, uh, do you know what I'll do? I've just unlocked this Raiden. I'll quickly stream me doing a um, doing a, a Raiden-only playthrough. Obviously, it's not going to be difficult. I'll just go through the game and I, and I complete it. Um, but I, uh, I, I, when you got to the clock tower nemesis, there's no weak point unless he gets turned over. So I didn't bring any weapons with me. So I just ended up like completely, like couldn't get past it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, same, same thing happened to me, except I had a previous save in the sewers. So I was like, okay, I'll just go get my grenade launcher or whatever. But uh, <laughs> sympathy, I totally understand. <laughs> no, I live dangerously, never safe. <laughs> so obviously, we're talking about the launch of Resident Evil 3. There was a side game which did come out at the same time as Resident Evil 3, Resident Evil Resistance. What are your thoughts on Resident Evil Resistance and how long realistically do you think it's going to last? Um, I just did a video on it. I was just playing it this morning while I was working out. This holiday season, we all wish for hope and healing. Children and families who spend their holidays at the hospital deserve a reason to believe in first steps, in giggles, high fives, and hugs. For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided world-class care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to help patients and healthcare heroes this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org holiday. That's childrensnational.org holiday. I actually love it. Um, I, I am a stickler for Resident Evil Outbreak. Um, Outbreak is like in my top three Resident Evil type games or whatever. And I, I it's not Outbreak, but I'll take it. You know what I mean? And um, from a game dev perspective, I know that they've had balance issues and they keep going back and forth. But uh, it's it's I think it's a really well-made game. And I wager to say I like it more than Resident Evil 3. <laughs> Oh, that's an interesting. That's an interesting point. I know that I'm about to be shot down, and everyone's going to disagree <laughs> with me. But that's my two cents. Go ahead. <laughs> so, I guess for me, they have. I, I, 
preface the point, I really enjoy the game. I think it's a it's a nice it's a nice different direction. That's something I wasn't expecting from uh, from Resident Evil uh, from Capcom specifically. Um, but I do feel like it has made a few. Especially with multiplayer gaming now, it has made a few fundamental errors which will definitely hamper the longevity of Resident Evil Remake. Uh, one being the lack of cross-platform. Uh, no cross-play, which for me now should be relatively industry standard. We know it works with stuff like Fortnite, uh, Call of Duty. Um, I think Dead by Daylight has got an element of... Uh, and De- uh, World War Z has got an element of, of uh, cross-platform. And the, the second one is lack of dedicated server support. And uh, the reliance on the mastermind, peer-to-peer, uh, the mastermind always being the host, I think hampers it a little bit. Um, I, I'm kind of a total noob when it comes to multiplayer games. I, I can't even tell you what the last multiplayer game I played before this was. But um, yeah, so all that stuff, I get it, but it's all new to me. So I just kind of like, I don't care about that. <laughs> like, as long as I can play the game, whatever. However... I do hate that I have it on PC and my progress is amazing on my PS4, but on PC, I'm like at level one on everything. So that's kind of. And the community, I mean, community for PS4, what, what, what I've found is the community for PS4 is kind of you big, mm-hmm. but the, the PC section is, is really small. And another thing that I, th- I feel like that they could, they could be moving in a direction on this, you know, it's come out with Resident Evil 3. It's been a couple of months now. Let's just make it a standalone game. And, and, and kind of revitalize the community um, on the second run on Steam or something. Well, like I, I haven't talked about this to anyone, but now I have an opportunity to. So um, I'm seeing, I like to look beyond the curtain as much as I can and kind of guesstimate what's going on. And they were very clear when they came out and said, Resident Evil 3 is done. It's not getting any DLC. It's not getting anything else. Like it's done. However, Resistance is just constantly rolling out with new stuff. And to me, that signifies that Resistance has more of a future. Like they're going to do a sequel or another version or it's going to, I don't know, they're, they're doing something with it because you wouldn't be putting all this time and money into a game that isn't doing well. You know what I mean? So mm. I don't know what that means, but, you know, that's just my, my assumption. Could we see it go free to play? Oh, that would be amazing because then you wouldn't have to wait really ever yeah, well, for people to connect yeah I, I mean you know and i've said that you know since resident evil 3's launch like if resident evil 3 is kind of a finished product but we know resistance is going to continuously get updates and stuff there's no reason to not make it a standalone game i mean you know they could split them right now you know you could have a you know dual pack you get three in resistance for you know whatever price or you pay 15 bucks and get resistance i think that's honestly the smarter route capcom needs to go um, especially if they plan on, you know, continuous out these, you know, rollouts, you know, we've seen the, uh, I think the, uh, roadmap that they launched a couple of months ago went up to July, but you know, I have a feeling they're not going to just, Oh, Hey, July's here. This is the last of resistance updates. I, I mean, I see as long as there's somewhat of an active community resistance is probably going to be around till, you know, they, you know, they kill the, um, you know, kill the servers for current gen consoles. So yeah, I don't, I don't see the I don't see the point of not you know making a standalone version. And um, I think that there's so much potential for it to go in a really positive directions for all Resident Evil fans. And I get like too excited when I think about this because um, people on Twitter started talking and like like imagining, and I was like, oh my god! But like, imagine if like um, Alexia and Alfred Ashford 
became masterminds and then they could send oh. like Nosferatu after you or Sorry, if they added <laughs> if they added Claire or uh one or Leon or some of the other characters because they've already stated it's non-canon which means now they can go crazy and do whatever they want and it doesn't mm-hmm. affect the main story and this is their license to do that so I'm really really hoping that they see that opportunity and go for it but you know th- we can't control that we just have mm. to well, they we, did we don't it. have enough clout. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, maybe if we all band together. Um, yeah, single like, flares, Capcom. <laughs> please. We love um, you. They did a similar thing with um, Operation Raccoon City, didn't they? Where they had like a, a Heroes, where it had like all like, because obviously you didn't play as the main characters in Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City, um, but you could play like as Leon and Claire. I think Jill's in it as well. And, and a couple of other people from the Raccoon City, uh, like Miniverse. Um, so yeah, they've, they've done it before, and it would be it's it's endless. I mean, imagine I, I think the big the big one that was spoken about last time I spoke about um, Resident Evil Resistance was actually uh, Jack Baker and uh, Lucas. Lucas is a mastermind, and then uh, and then Jack Baker is the as the. Uh, uh, yeah, the, that would be that would be yeah. really easy for them to implement. Just use like combine the tyrant and nemesis. But instead yeah. of a rocket launcher, it's a sledgehammer or whatever. What did Jack have? He had the shovel and then that weird spiky um, stick thing he'd chase you around. Yeah. Or, with, or Marguerite with oh, her, yeah. you know, her car. Yeah, and these are all assets worms. built into the RE engine anyways. So, I mean, you know, we already know they're compatible with, you know, <laughs> you don't have to change much to it. Yeah, and then the levels, like... Throw in a classic Resident Evil level like that people recognize. Oh yeah, you're you're set. People would be so happy. But what do we know? We're just the fans, you know. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> We're just dedicated Resident Evil creators. We don't know a lot about Resident Evil. <laughs> um, but uh, and that, that's that's quite a nice segue that we're talking about Resident Evil Seven. And before we speak about the massive elephant in the room, which was discussed at that PS5 reveal, that little PS5 reveal was a couple of weeks ago. What did you think about the direction that Capcom went with Resident Evil Seven? Because I felt like with Revelations Two, they were kind of dipping their toe back into the water of survival horror. And- Hey guys, we'll have a new podcast up this week on Mente de Madre Leona and a new blog as well. We'll be talking about life and love and, of course, nurturing that inner lioness in your heart. I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye. And then all of a sudden I just went, right, fuck it, balls deep, let's let's do it. Survival horror at its best. What did you think of Resident Evil 7? Well, the general consensus that I agree with, as most of the fans do, is that it was a great game but it wasn't Resident Evil, you know? We didn't have any of the the locations that I have mentioned way too many times now that we didn't have any characters that we really knew. Um, well, except for Chris, but I'm not even going to get into that. Uh-huh. But um, I absolutely loved PT. I don't know if you guys got to play the demo. Mm-hmm. That was the demo for Silent Hills that you can no longer get anymore except for, like, fan remakes of it. But I, I just I was foaming at the mouth for like more of that because it was so scary and so good. And then seven came out and kind of filled that void. And I was like, oh, OK, this is great. It's, you know, it's Resident Evil flavored, more or less, but I'll I'll take it. And I I want to play that game in VR so bad, but it makes me so unbelievably motion sick, even though oh. that's the game I bought my PSVR to play. I've I've done um, exactly the same thing. I've done exactly. I've bought I've bought PSVR. I was playing. I was streaming it. Um, I've done a couple of streams on it, and I'm five minutes in, and I'm like, 
oh, I'm really struggling here. <laughs> I'm really struggling. Yeah, but no, like, um, because in VR, I mean, oh my god, I mean, things jumping at you, like you're like screaming and flailing your arms. It's great. Actually, that's a great idea. Hold on, I have to write down that video idea. Trying out different <laughs> different types of VR sickness remedies to see what works. That would be yeah, because I I hear ginger is one. If you if you have some ginger, um, whether it's ginger biscuits or something like that, not being ginger. Um, mm. Uh, there are a couple apparently apparently standing up helps because if you're sitting down it messes with you but if you you, you know up, what really you, helps me that is it sounds weird but it does is having a fan blowing on you um i think it tells you that you're it helps your brain think that you're moving or something or it helps cool you down i don't know but that, i have to play with the fan the ceiling fan on like full blast or i'll just immediately die well that, that that's it as well like the way that it, VR was implemented into Resident Evil 7. Like, do you, do you know, like, there's some other games like Doom VFR where you're kind of, you're stuck and then you kind of warp. I was like, man, that's a really stupid idea. That is an absolutely awful idea. But playing Resident Evil 7 and actually now, moving. Now you know why they do now, it. <laughs> yeah, now, now I know why they kind of stagger it when you move. And then, like, it's not fluid motion because your your eyes and your head just, just explode and can't cope with it. Um, Jesse, do you get VR sickness? I... I Yes and no. Like I, I'm one of those. I have to stand up because um, I've done uh, a lot of the. Because uh, out here in Vegas, we have some uh, VR like walkthrough experiences. Oh. Um, it's really cool. Like they have one. It's a. Uh, it's Star Wars. Uh, you land on Mustafar, like where uh, Darth Vader's palace is, and you're trying to steal some, you know, Imperial plans or something. But you know, they sit you up in this uh, like suit and helmet and everything. It's, it's a. It's like a mix of uh, VR and uh, augmented reality because you like walk through like this huge warehouse and uh, you know, it's got rumble feedback. Like you shoot stormtroopers, they give you a gun and everything. Um, and doing something like that is perfectly fine. Like, you know, I don't get sick or anything, but if I just sit down and try to play something in VR, like, yeah, I get a little nauseous. So I have to stand up and, you know, kind of move around a little bit to keep from getting sick while playing. Okay. Well, I'm glad to know that it's not just me. And for anyone else suffering with VR sickness, just know that Samsung and a couple other companies have entire dev teams devoted. That's their only job is to solve VR motion sickness. So maybe one day we'll we'll get there. But I totally went off topic talking about VR. Um, <laughs> going back to Resident Evil 7. Yes, it is a fantastic game, although I would like more Resident Evil in it. Okay, I mean, it's fair. I, I I get that a lot. I just look at it from the you know I've always looked at seven from the perspective is it's almost like a soft reboot of the series. Uh, mm. You know, you you start back you know at a mansion that just happens to be designed by a or I say mansion but plantation house or you know farmhouse whatever mm. but happens to be designed by George Trevor. You know, umbrella happens to be you know in the area. Um, there's a limited amount of enemies, you know, tight hallways. I don't know. It, like to me, it was so reminiscent of the original resident evil that I was, you know, that's what, you know, drew my attention to it was, you know, I, I felt the claustrophobia again, you know, the, you know, enemies that can come out of no, you know, you're not expecting and having Jack on top of that, you know, like I would have loved to seen like a Jack element in the original resident evil. Uh, you know, going back after, you know, having played, Nem- you know, Resident Evil 3 Nemesis when it first came out, like looking back at it and Tyrant, um, thinking that, you know, there was no persistent enemy in the original Resident Evil that I think would have been perfect. Um, and I think that's 
actually perfectly demonstrated in Resident Evil 7, having a very similar environment uh, type to the original game, that it would have been absolutely great with a persistent threat. Um, I think the biggest thing that uh, Resident Evil fans need to remember about 7 is that the reason 7 is what it is is because people were so unhappy with 6 that Capcom... Mm -hmm. Even this is what I love about Capcom. Even though six um, uh, sold incredibly well, it made them a ton of money. They don't consider it a success because they knew how ha- unhappy the fans were. So what seven was was a complete back to basics. Let's make Resident Evil really scary again because people want slow survival horror. That's what they've been asking for since Resident Evil Four came out, and we have not been delivering. And that's what seven ended up being. I think with a couple changes, it could have been a lot more palatable for Resident Evil fans. Like, imagine if it was, I don't know, Sherry in uh, in her apartment complex instead of, you know, Ethan in, in the Baker's house. Something like that could have really, you know, just add a character we know. It could have been Billy Cohen for all we know, whatever. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I, I think it's it's definitely a step in the right direction. Like you said, it's going back to... The, the roots of the franchise just it kind of went a little off tangent, but I think now maybe with what we're going to talk about, I'm assuming it'll mm-hmm. go back to what we want. <laughs> yeah. And um, obviously just, just closing thoughts now about resident evil seven, we do forget that resident evil seven did, uh, did come out at a time where outlast was really big. Amnesia was really big. Uh, kind of scaring rea- scary reaction YouTubers were a real big thing. And I think that helped Resident Evil 7 s- slightly start to break in, like Resident Evil in general, slightly start to break into the mainstream um, because of it, you know, scary, scary games and reactions. And, and uh, yeah, obviously Capcom still needs to have the throne of the best survival horror game ever. So or best survival horror franchise ever, should I say. Um, but yeah, I, overall, I think I was happy with Resident Evil Seven. I, I for the longest time, I felt like I was I was happy with just the original playthrough. Like I've only I've, I've only completed it a few times. I, for years, I was happy with just yep, I've, I played it one and done. And now now I'm starting to go back and go right. Let me try out Madhouse. Let me try out VR. So um, I think it's 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 like a fine it's like a wine almost like. It just needs time to, to before you start really appreciating it. If I'm honest, agreed. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things too. Like I, I kind of like the idea of them going with new new characters. Um, you know, I always like seeing you know uh, the the world of Resident Evil kind of get fleshed out a little bit more. Um, but I think at the same time, I think that's kind of what hindered uh, Resident Evil Seven was the fact that you did have games like Outlast, you had The Evil Within, you had all these games coming out, you know, in a, I guess, like in a similar vein, um, with all these new unknown characters. This holiday season, we all wish for hope and healing. Children and families who spend their holidays at the hospital deserve a reason to believe in first steps, in giggles, high fives, and hugs. For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided world-class care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to help patients and healthcare heroes this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org holiday. That's childrensnational.org holiday. And then, you know, Resident Evil, the, the, you know, the granddaddy of survival horror comes in and they also introduce a game with, you know, like no real ties to any of their previous games. Um, I think maybe that might have been a little bit more palatable. Like I, 
I don't get me wrong. I like the, you know, the idea of having Ethan and Mia and all these new characters, but maybe have more than just a cam. You know, they could have done more than just a cameo of uh, Chris Redfield or, you know, talking about some other characters like in, you know, random notes throughout the environment um, might have sold Resident Evil 7 to like the old school fans a little bit easier. You know, if you could have said, yeah, hey, there's these new characters, but also here's, you know, somebody you already know instead of, you know, hashtag not my Redfield, you know, at the end of the, <laughs> you know, at the end of the game. And um, I think one of the biggest reasons that seven was so drastically different, not just with the characters, but with kind of the just overall everything, I think they took way too much influence from certain things. The main one being, um, I don't remember if it was a sequel or a remake, but it was an evil dead movie. Um, it, I, I did a, a, on my channel is top 10 uh, secrets and Easter eggs of Resident Evil seven. And I really studied the development and went into everything that went into it. And that's what I discovered. And I saw side by side screenshots. And like, when you see that movie, I mean, it's resident evil seven all over it. So I think that's one of the things that kind of just caught people off guard is they're like, Whoa, because they had never seen this in the Resident Evil universe before, but because it's not from the Resident Evil universe, you know? Hmm. Splashy splash. Obviously I've got that video up for you. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. No, they had to 3d scan everything, which is how they, they are doing all the games now, but it causes a lot of problems in development. I've learned because they, they, when they model something traditionally, it tends to act really weird in the engine. Like, uh, I don't know if people know this, but in, uh, Resident Evil 3 remake, they actually had to make a full-sized nemesis and scan mm -hmm. him into the game. Oh, right. Yeah, he wasn't... Um, I think it's going to be number five. Okay, uh, I showed some clips back. of the... Um, maybe... Development process... Well, oh, excuse me, it's a bit further back. Just around here, was it? Yeah, I, I I know that I edited some clips because I had to really, really dig around the internet to try to find them. But um, yeah, like especially that scene where like Mia's coming up the stairs and she jumps at you. Um, I think Mia in general was one of the main things that um, when you look at the Evil Dead reference that they, they had and then look at the, the game, it's like, whoa. But I think it's oh. even in a house like in Louisiana. And oh, yeah, that's yeah. a... <laughs> Yeah, no, 100%. Like, Mia is straight out of the evil day. <laughs> you know, like, that whole, like, you know, changing back and forth. I mean, that was, yeah. like, a huge... Uh, even in, like, especially in Bruce Campbell's Evil Dead. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, the, that's the one. Doesn't Ethan say Groovy at some point as well? Or is that, or is that Jack Baker? Someone... Somebody does, yeah. It's Jack. It's uh, right when you go to... Uh, when you're in the garage and you get in the car, when he jumps... Uh, I think it's as he rips the roof off, he says Groovy. That's it. Oh, yeah, it makes it makes perfect sense that they would use that as a and it, just a house, just a house setting in general was kind of, you know, evil. Yeah, literally, li literal cabin in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, if you if you look at the, the footage, I'm telling you, I mean, it's 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 no argument that they did not <laughs> take inspiration from that, which inspiration is a great thing when you do your own spin on it. It's just it was a very. You know, when you're like, it's like when you're eating something that you expect to be sweet and it's like savory and you're like, whoa, it's not bad. It's just you weren't expecting it. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think that's actually, uh, you know, perfectly kind of ties in the two because, uh, you know, looking at uh, what we saw from the PS5 reveal of Resident Evil 8, it looks like, you know, um, maybe the f the future direction of Capcom games, or at least on the Resident Evil side, are going to 
uh, draw heavily from others' works. Like it, there, there's no denying what we saw in the trailer is very reminiscent of uh, Bram Stoker's work uh, on Dracula. Like it's just, it, it, you know, that's why I was uh, so caught off guard when you know we, you know, we, you know, been getting rumors and stuff for months. You know, we were the ones that originally broke the story for uh, you know Resident Evil 8's name and uh, some of the gameplay mechanics of it, and then you know having known all of that since you know back last year. Um, and then seeing the trailer come up, you know, the whole time it was like, oh, this, this, this isn't Resident Evil 8. This isn't 8. This isn't 8. And it's like, you know, the word village pops up on the screen and it's like, oh, this is Resident Evil. You know, it was one of those, you know, cause like the whole time, like I actually, um, uh, I think it's, uh, Vampire the Masquerades, you know, they did a reveal, uh, uh, for the Xbox One at their reveal event. Or excuse me, the Xbox Series X, and uh, like the whole time, like I almost like especially the part where you see the the woman like you know apparently sucking blood out of the arm and stuff. I was like, oh okay, this is the new uh, Vampire the Masquerade game, you know. Like it, even though like I knew these elements existed with you know you know were rumored to exist in the game, like it didn't yeah really strike me until we saw <laughs> the, were- the werewolf, the snowy setting, the appearance of a village. It just did not. Cl- I was like. This really looks like Resident, and I think we, we, we did like a trailer hold like reaction, like as we was watching the PS5 reveal. And at one point, you went, "I don't know what the fuck this is, but I really want to play it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, but uh, but like I said, you know, just looking at it, I mean, it looks so much like something that could, you know, could have been a Bram Stoker thing. And I, and I would love to, you know, be able to sit down with the devs and ask them how much. Uh, his work actually influenced the making of this game because it's just it's it's so uncanny you know like you said with the you know the evil dead and resident evil 7 like the the similarities from what we've seen so far are just they're they're too coincidental like you know uh it just it it, it just looks like it was heavily inspired mm. right yeah Another thing, and the you oh, go on sorry as you work hard no, I was just going to say that this trailer, I can't wait for more information to come out because this was just a little peek, like a teaser, but <laughs> we don't know what we're in for yet. Indeed. And obviously, we've we've smoothly segued on to Resident Evil 8. Obviously, as, as con- Resident Evil content creators, it doesn't really get much better than this. Resident Evil is back trending as, as it should be. What an absolutely amazing thing that Resident Evil 8 was, was um, announced very shortly after Resident Evil 3. Uh, after the launch of Resident Evil 3 Remake, I should say. So that was a bit of a shock. Yeah, I'm just, I'm really glad to not be a Silent Hill creator. <laughs> like, I, listen, I have so much love and sympathy because I love Silent Hill. I mean, not as much as Resident Evil, but imagine if Capcom did to Resident Evil what, what Konami wow. has done to Silent Hill. Imagine how heartbroken you would feel and how hurt. And that's one of the things that I talked about in in my analysis for it is I I think that this is Capcom's opportunity to usher in the Silent Hill fans and say, listen, they're not treating you right, but we'll treat you right. Come come play our game, wow. and they're they're <laughs> trying their best, which is why you know we kind of have the um, the the aesthetics once again like Seven because Resident Evil Seven felt more like a Silent Hill game than it did a Resident Evil game, you know, at least for me. 
This holiday season, we all wish for hope and healing. Children and families who spend their holidays at the hospital deserve a reason to believe in first steps, in giggles, high fives, and hugs. For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided world-class care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to help patients and healthcare heroes this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org slash holiday. That's childrensnational.org slash holiday. But... Yeah, cause, well, like, in a lot of ways, like they kind of, uh, you know, kind of harken back to uh, like Resident Evil 3.5 in a way where, you know, instead of going like just a straight paranormal route, they kind of gave a, you know, the new e-virus like the appearance of having a paranormal element to it. You know, like the whole thing with um, with uh, what's her name? Uh, the little girl, uh, Evelyn. Uh, yeah. You know, like they made that almost look like a psychological element to the game. You know, and then at the end of the day, you find out like, Oh, it's just because, you know, she's the virus and she can do this. Um, so no, I totally get that. And I think, you know, from what we've seen with uh, maybe that direction, what we've heard from rumors going forward that, you know, hallucinogens and stuff are going to be a big part of village, you know, whether that's true or not, it does seem like they kind of are going in a more silent Hill feel per se, rather than, you know, like obviously I have, you know, I don't think they're going to bring paranormal or, uh, you know, witchcraft or you know, magic or anything into Resident Evil, but I think we're going to get that feel. And then at the end of the game, again, just get kind of, oh yeah, it wasn't anything crazy. It was just, again, a virus doing all of it. Yeah. And um, I don't know if you guys know um, the connections between Resistance and Resident Evil 8, which they kind of snuck in there, but um, uh Daniel Fabrone, one of the masterminds, along with Alex Wesker, are going to be working together. Um, and I think it's really interesting because this is them in the future, experienced and older, and who knows how much more evil they'll be. But I thought that was kind of... Because when Daniel was in, in Resistance, I was just like, who is this guy? I literally, when I heard his voice, I was like... I thought it was, uh, was someone like playing the game and doing like YouTube commentary. I didn't know it was the actual like voice actor. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. But yeah, I don't know. What, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I mean, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, I mean, we, we've gotten the, the, you know, the rumors and stuff about, you know, obviously like, you know, if, if the guy in the trailer turns out to be anybody but Daniel, like Capcom definitely just wanted to fuck with all of us, uh, you know, by giving him the rounded glasses and real. I mean, really, he, he even his hairstyle and everything, the guy in the trailer with the hat has rounded glasses, actually the same length hair that Daniel has, only it's not slicked back, uh, you know. Yeah, so, that, that picture right there looks like they photoshopped the older one to look younger. At least that's what I see. But I, yeah, I do and, think that's the case. Yeah, and and I've heard rumor. Um, and of course, you know this all goes back to you know uh, until Capcom says uh, otherwise. You know it is just rumor that you know that uh, uh, there was a younger Spencer apparently cast. I don't know what uh, or you know at least uh, mocap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what that you know implies for Resident Evil Eight. Uh, but you know, like you said, you feel if you're saying that you feel that uh, Daniel's picture looks like it was photoshopped to be younger. Um, that kind of actually makes sense for Spencer to have been somebody, you know, 
oh, we, we got a young Spencer coming up in an upcoming project. We need old Spencer as a mastermind. And and really, it kind of makes the mastermind roster make a whole lot of sense. If, you know, Alex Wesker is indeed going to be, you know, one of the main villains of this game, like we've been hearing. If Daniel is indeed this guy in the trailer, um, and if there is indeed going to be, you know, either flashbacks with, a, you know, with a young Oswell Spencer, he somehow has something to do with this game. It all makes sense because I always thought the original mastermind roster was just kind of all, you know, up in, you know, Nikolai makes sense, you know, as a mastermind, but nobody else does. But yeah. there's so many, I feel like there's so many more relevant newer people that they could have went with as masterminds. And instead they're like, oh yeah, here's Daniel Spencer and Al-. I mean, Alex kind of makes sense. Cause I mean, uh, revelations two, isn't that old. I mean, it's what four or five years old. So, I mean, it's kind of relevant, but. You know, bringing Spencer, who we haven't seen in a literal decade, you know, <laughs> since Resident Evil Five, like just an odd choice. You know, when they could have went, uh, you know, and then of course, uh, uh, share or uh, excuse me, uh, Burke, uh, Annette Birkin made sense, but yeah. the rest of them, you know, you know, none of the rest of them made sense. So, mm. you know, it's it, I, I'm that's why I give credence to. Uh, the fact that, you know, these are probably the characters we're going to see in eight just because, like you said, you know, it kind of explains their point, their, you know, them being in resistance. Well, I didn't know about the young Spencer. Um, that's interesting. One thing I will tell you is it's very unlikely he will be a clone of any kind because I learned that Capcom uh, refuses to have anything related to clones in the Resident Evil games because of the movies. <laughs> they almost yeah, did, which is why we got that weird Ada clone thing happening in six, but she wasn't a clone because they never officially said it. Like, yeah, it was a lot of weirdness happened with that. But <laughs> yeah, that that was that was the weird thing about like the whole Ada deal. Um, because you're like, okay, this is clearly a clone. And you could tell like I would probably say at least until like halfway through RE6's development, like um, Carla was definitely a clone. And then like last minute, they're like, oh, well, we probably can't make this a clone. What's another way we can, you know, explain this away? And, oh, we'll use, you know, the, uh, you know, the, you know, the viral mutation to explain it. And it just never made sense in that context. Like, I always felt like that explanation of, you know, that was actually Carla. She just, you know, crystallized for a couple of months and then boom, she's Ada Wong. Yeah, like, like, that, that just always seemed like a, you know, <laughs> even for Resident Evil, it was weird. Like it just it it always felt out of place. So yeah, uh, yeah I well, totally I can't know. confirm because I don't have official sources. But from what I investigated on the internet, that that's what happened. Because uh, Resident Evil Six and whichever Resident Evil movie at the time were being developed side by side, and then they both caught wind of each other. But the the game was easier to change than the movie, so oh, they they changed the game. But that's all I know about that. But anyway, getting back to <laughs> whatever we were talking about with Resident Evil 8. <laughs> yeah, just that, just that little game that might be coming out Resident Evil 8. You might, be, might have heard of it. Well, <laughs> and the other thing about Alex Wesker, um, I, I don't know how many people played Revelations 2, but uh, I don't know if this is like too much spoilers, but if you haven't played it by That's now, it's your fault. Um, she <laughs> ends up like merging with Natalia. So Natalia mm-hmm. is both good and evil because she's still herself but then she has like alex wesker as like part of her it's sort of like a dr jekyll mr hyde and i'm really curious to see what they're going to do with that as hmm. as if i'm remembering correctly i'm pretty sure that's what happened at the end of revelations 2 i only played it like four times yeah it, 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 yeah it's essentially like and they kind of like rehash that a little bit again with uh mia and evelyn in re7 where you know Mia's sometimes in control, but El, you know, I, I think it's the same way with Alex. Alex has ultimate control, but kind of gives 
uh, Natalia autonomy from time to time, kind of like Evelyn did with Mia to uh, to an extent in seven. So um, that'll be actually really interesting to see because um, you know Revelations two. I think like I, I can't remember like what time it's supposed to take place, but it's been you know at least you know ten years or so. I think in the passing of Resident Evil because I I don't think Resident Evil eight is set modern like literal modern day. I think it's a, you know a couple of years into the future. So. You know, it'd be interesting to see if, if indeed Alex and Natalia are in this game. You know how living with this kind of dual, you know, personality and like, you know, re, you know, obviously Alex is going to try to, you know, get some kind of control and power back. Um, you know, as a as a evil person, so it'll be interesting to see how that character has developed. You know, in this, you know, kind of in the shadows over the past couple of years. And I don't know what you guys think about this. I've heard fans talking about this, and it's a plausible theory, but uh, they're saying with the setting and everything that it could um, not only be related to the fact that Resident Evil 4 Remake is a thing, but also that it might be geographically close to where Resident Evil 4 took place with the whole sort of village thing, because it looks very Eastern European. But mm. I think that's something you take with a grain of salt. But what do you think? Oh, I'm under the impression of like now that everything that we thought was true about eight so far has been confirmed. I think that it, like it kind of soft confirms the fact that Resident Evil Four exists, or a remake of Resident Evil Four is either it, you know already exists in some kind of development or is definitely coming in development. Uh, if we've learned anything from seven uh, and two and three's remakes, is Capcom does not let assets go to waste. Mm-mm. <laughs> you know, so, you know, uh, I'm hoping, you know, my favorite character of the past several games, um, the uh, the bolt cutters comes back. Uh, for this <laughs> game. My favorite oh my character in the series so far. He's been in <laughs> for 150 years. Children's National Hospital has provided exceptional care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to give children and healthcare heroes a reason to believe this holiday season. Visit Children's National dot org slash holiday. It's actually been, you know, the the bolt cutters almost has like you know its own like IMDb credit for appearing in video <laughs> games now <laughs> because it's the same model every time. Uh, but no, I I I think you know seeing how similar this environment is going to look to what we would expect to see uh, from Resident Evil Four and next gen consoles, I think I, I I just don't see Capcom letting any of this go to waste. Like I really feel that. Village is giving us kind of a sneak peek of what's to come uh, with Resident Evil 4 Remake. I mean, between the inventory screen we've already seen, uh, the mm-hmm. fact that we know currency is back involved again. Um, you know, there's a, there's a couple little things uh, that I've that we re- we received the other day that I'm not, um, you know, going to I'm not going to talk about. We've got a thing we're publishing next week on it, uh, but I think when that comes out, a couple more pieces of the trailer will make a little bit more sense, but. We've seen so much uh, of a four inspiration in eight that I, I think it's again to kind of bring fans back, you know, that it really enjoyed four. Obviously, you know, four has been one of uh, Capcom's most successful Resident Evil titles and is ported from everything from, you know, the Nintendo GameCube to the Samsung Smart Fridge. Uh, <laughs> uh, Basically, you got the Street Fighter 2 treatment. Yeah, <laughs> certainly. Has. You know, uh, so I, I really think that we're looking at a sneak peek of four 
uh, just, you know, from the, the amount of assets that I think can be, you know, can cross over. And I, that actually makes me really excited because I do like the vibe before that I'm seeing from eight so far. Even if, like I said, like, you know, I, I, I'm assuming they're going to be totally different games as far as gameplay goes, but I, I kind of, um, I kind of really want to see that, uh, or, you know, feel that, you know, kind of four vibe again. Uh, cause I don't think we've had that in, in quite some time. And we already know, and we did, we did an article a little while ago on this, uh, but we already know that they are, they are trying to, well, they tried to link the nemesis NEA virus parasite to the Las Plagas um, parasite. Um, hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, yeah, uh, the zombies with the, with the tentacles. Yeah, so obviously they're not exactly the same, but, I mean, it it does feel like they're trying to, to bring it full, full circle almost. Um, and maybe we'll see them returning in Resident Evil 4 Remake, if that does exist, of course. Yeah, I, I mean, and that's kind of like when I first saw the the new tentacle zombies in Resident Evil Three Remake. That was like the first thing I thought of was the Ganados or you know the Mangini from uh, Four and Five. Because I mean, that was literally their whole aesthetic was you know shoot their head off and you know all of a sudden they got the little you know tentacle thing coming out of their head. Uh, it would be nice to see a little, maybe a little bit more variety. But I, I guess now we can kind of look at the tentacle zombies in the Three Remake as almost beta versions of the Ganados that we, you know, we, you know, saw in the original four and possibly can see, um, if there is in fact a resident evil four remake. Yeah. We'll just have to, I guess, wait and see. Cause sometimes <laughs> I don't know, for the most part, rumors tend to turn out to be extremely true. Like, I mean, everything they said about resident evil eight, I mean, there was a big part of it. was like, I don't know if that's true. Cause that mm. sounds a little ridiculous, but here we are with werewolves. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, trust me when, uh, cause uh, I, I wrote, um, uh, the original piece on that, you know, that was, uh, the, the whole thing about, you know, werewolves coming into resident evil three was a, uh, exclusive of ours. Uh, and I remember, you know, writing that article cause we, I'd heard those rumors, um, uh, back in September of last year, uh, and I kind of sat on it for a couple of months and kind of molded over with the team. And I was like, guys, you know, this is, this is a little out there. I don't know. You know, I'm hearing werewolves and witches and I just don't know. And I chopped it around to a couple of, you know, insiders and stuff. And literally, you know, everybody was like, yeah, dude, like that's so far off base. Like it, it's not yeah. real. It's not real. And, and, and I, it, yeah. and I, and I struggled. And I remember the, you know, the night I wrote, I actually wrote down the article, uh, I was on Andy and I was like, man, I was like, we're wrong on this. Like we, we were wrong. <laughs> you know, we were, we were dead wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah but big we people, this- didn't you? In the in, in big resident evil, you, uh, YouTubers tweeting about it guy. Like when we initially did publish it guy, and you know what? This is obvious. <laughs> this is obviously not going to be resident evil. Eight, and I'm not going to play it. This is going to be absolute. Like if it's this, it's going to be absolutely terrible. And all of a sudden the trailer comes out and everybody loves it. Very, very fascinating that. <laughs> yeah yeah no it, it, but it was funny because you know like i i remember you know um in talking with jj over at row too you know both of us you know we you know kind of just didn't even want to go into the comment section because it was like literally everybody you know, oh this is fake there's no way this is real you guys are just making stuff up and i'm like you know i, I get it like it sounds made up but but honestly that's kind of at the end of the day what sold me on the rumor was the fact that it sounded it sounded too fake to be fake. If that makes yeah. sense. Like, you know, it was one of those things like, you know, if you're talking about a resident evil game, why are you going to talk about, I mean, I get like, there's some werewolves and some of the off lore and stuff, but 
you're talking about Resident Evil, like you're not going to talk about witches. You're not going to talk about werewolves. Like the the environment kind of made sense a little bit as a Resident Evil game. Have you know they obviously have played four, um, but at the end of the day, it just it never made sense. You know, like it would have been different if somebody would have came to us and said, "Hey, I got a scoop on Resident Evil Eight. You know, the band's getting back together. You know, it's going to be Jill, Barry, Chris. You know." You know, coming back to fight on, you know, new what, you know, like a, a Wesker clone or something. If somebody would have said that, I'm like, all right, you're, 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 this is garbage. You're full of shit. Like, this isn't happening. So it was the fact that the rumors were so off kilter for a Resident Evil title is why I ultimately was like, you know, we, we've got to say something about this. And then we did. And, you know, we, we took a lot of backlash for it for a while. But I will say, like, seeing the word village pop up at the, uh, the PS5 <laughs> reveal trailer was just a moment of, you know, pure satisfaction. Cause you know, yeah, obviously like vindicated. Hype. Yeah. You know, hype. Yeah, I think I actually, I sent that message to Andy, like you know, on Facebook messenger. I was like vindication. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. But I, I know what you mean because I would believe werewolves versus someone's like, Oh, the new character is going to be Steve Burnside. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not for me, dog. <laughs> Yeah, so, so talking just breaking down Resident Evil 8 um into into its elements uh, again what Kai what is going on with this what, what what do you think is happening with these four characters here ah i've been trying to figure it out and you know i i truly can't tell i know that people have said witches i don't know if that's official but to me this reads as more vampire-y, um especially with the blood sucking um, I think it might come down to I I'm pretty sure someone in the series at some point was using a virus to stay like young and alive. Um, but I think it's sort of that trope where like I guess sucking the blood from wherever keeps them young and beautiful, and at some point in the game they're gonna turn into old scary like like look at her lips. Like you can see like wrinkles. It's weird. I don't know. I, I really can't put my finger on what is going on? It's I, I need more information. <laughs> yeah. I, I The only reason, like, because, you know, we... This holiday season, we all wish for hope and healing. Children and families who spend their holidays at the hospital deserve a reason to believe in first steps, in giggles, high fives, and hugs. For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided world-class care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to help patients and healthcare heroes this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org slash holiday. That's childrensnational.org slash holiday kind of coined the the phrase which when we wrote the you know the original article on all of this which you know we, which we've kind of we kind of cleaned up the language a, a lot since then um you know getting more details like in my original um article we wrote when we announced the where you know we i said literal werewolves and i think now like from what we've gathered and what uh you know like us and rely on horror have also had some sources come forward you know these aren't like actual like werewolves there's some kind of uh, i think the official term that we heard from the test demos was beast men um you know it's clearly a werewolf but capcom wants to say beast men um but i think like with the witches that was you know a term that i kind of coined off the off the top of my head you know just given the description like cap you know i i don't think capcom is even going to remotely introduce these characters as witches but um you know when we got the initial leak that we reported on you know it said oh you know it's this kind of 
uh, female figure that can go shadowy and kind of do like Marguerite and like dissipate into bugs. I was uh, the only thing I could think of at the time to call it was a witch. So you, you uh, did then, have this, didn't you? This yeah, it, like, yeah, yeah, so, green you know, mile esque thing going. Yeah, on. that that screams Marguerite. Whatever Marguerite yeah. had, this woman's got the same. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like I said, like, you know, which was a, a kind of a, a term that I coined, you know, for my original article on this. So, you know, like I said, you know, I, I thought that the actual calling of which was maybe a little bit misleading, but it was the only word that I had for it. But then seeing the trailer, you know, at least seeing that the fact that, you know, some some female is going to turn into a swarm of bugs you know, at least shows me like, okay, like maybe I was wrong calling it a witch in my article, but at least the mechanic exact, you know, mm-hmm. exists. And then seeing the, you know, the four of these characters together is almost like a, like a witch's coven, you know, head witch, you know, which looks different than the rest and kind of mm-hmm. so followers. So, you know, the, the witch element, you know, might be wrong, but I think we kind of, uh, we kind of at least somewhat nailed the narrative that, you know, is kind of well, portrayed by I mean, this. they could be witch vampires for all we know. <laughs> yeah. the, the thing that I witch will credit Capcom too. with is uh, this is simultaneously like something that you know, but it's also new and fresh because, I mean, we can't put a finger on what they are and they look like something we have, like the werewolf, we've seen werewolves, that's nothing new, but these this group of women, they're very intimidating and like there's something going on there. Um, I was going to say something. And I totally just had a brain fart. Oh, um, it's probably because I've been playing Oblivion again lately, but I'm reading like Dark Brotherhood vibes from this, but like all women. Um, for those who don't know, Dark Brotherhood is like an assassin group mm-hmm. in the Elder Scrolls game and that they dress in like the black hoods and they murder people. So that's what I'm seeing. But um, I don't know. Yeah, I, you know, I, I want to know more. You know, it's funny. Um, you know, I, I had heard rumor that there was going to be more than one of the, you know, these quote-unquote witches in the game. Uh, we could never get anything solid on it, so I never actually published the article on it. Um, but I think what would be kind of cool to use, like, I, I, you know, I from what we've heard from the test demos and stuff, from, like I said, information that was passed on to us and rely on horror that we've reported on, there's definitely a, a boss fight uh, with one of these witches. I, I don't know if it's the main one or one of these other you know, three characters we see in the black robes. But I think what would be interesting is, uh, which we haven't seen in a while in a Resident Evil games to have a setup like this, where maybe all three of these are, you know, going to be sub bosses throughout the game uh, until you get to the, to the head with, you know, kind of almost like the, the left and right hand in resident evil four, you know, where, uh, you know, maybe one of them can turn into a swarm of bugs. Maybe another one of them is the, one that you know can dissipate, you know, like or each each of them have their own little mechanic that makes their boss fight unique um, throughout the game. Because I, I I highly doubt we're going to see these four characters and maybe only fight one of them or possibly two. Uh, I think they're all four going to be some kind of sub boss or you know little plot, and I think it would be cool to see them kind of like split up, like you know maybe some powers or whatever they can do. Well. Regarding the actual characters themselves, regard, uh, I mean, this one on the left, looking like a bit of a Claire Redfield model going on here. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and that is obviously a super conspiracy theory, but I'm getting Claire Redfield vibes. I know about you guys. Well, I, I think it was uh, Dusk Gollum on, uh, on Twitter had, you know, put out a statement maybe like last week or week before 
that some of the images we see in the trailer regard, especially regarding characters. And I think he's referring to um, these kind of like hidden faces a little bit might actually be placeholder characters. Yeah. Um, like obviously they exist in the game, um, but the face models for these might actually not be final, which would kind of give into the, you know, give credence to that actually might be uh, Claire's face. Uh, but it's you know so shrouded and hidden. Capcom's like, okay, well, we're not we're not dead set on this yet. Let's just throw something in there so we can get this trailer out. So it's entirely possible that that might actually be Claire Redfield's face facial capture, but the character itself in the actual game might not look anything like that. It's just for you, yeah, yeah, yeah um, you know, that that's actually one of the big things that was going on. I'm sure you've heard about The Last of Us Two and all the stuff with that, but people were showing the original E3 trailers from when it was first announced to now and not only were things different but like uh some characters were in places that they're not in the main game due to reasons i will not talk about um so i don't know i think a lot of it is kind of take it with a grain of salt you know because things things definitely change oh yeah so. just like you know just like we know um or i mean i say we know uh we we've had all had seen the reports and stuff uh from you know information we and other sources have gathered that uh the beta tests for resident evil village were all done on current gen hardware mm-hmm. um yeah you know, i know the the march play test from several of the people who came forward from that uh you know right after and within the past couple of weeks all said hey you know we played this on a ps4 pro but yet when the trailer came out, they're saying next gen only what's going on. You know, we've had an inbox flooded with that, you know, people asking like, well, crap, you know, I was so excited because, you know, we'd heard, you know, I heard development was being done on current gen and here's the announcement trailer and, you know, only next gen support. And, yeah. Cause actually uh, one of the, uh, one of the emails we received was from a, you know, a supposed tester, um, and that was his whole thing. He's like, you know, hey, I tested the game out. You know, I got invited for one of the beta tests back a couple of months ago. Played it on PS4. Uh, loved it. Was really excited for it. Then saw the trailer. And now I'm going to have to sell a kidney to buy a PS5, you know, <laughs> so I can play the game. So, you know, it, it's kind of a, you know, I think a lot of the stuff we see with Village, um, it, I think a lot of it is probably actually work in progress. Like we're probably seeing a mixture of, current gen capability mixed in with next gen a little bit. Cause I mean, there's, there's some elements of, the, I think even of the trailer itself where I just don't think it looks next gen, you know, comparing it to, you know, I know the, you know, the, the RE engine, you know, is going to obviously have a different aesthetic than other game engines, but I don't know, looking at some of the footage uh, we've seen in the trailer, like some of it looks like, you know, current gen, you know, capable, you know, capability. And then some of it, you know, especially I think that mansion shot and some of the, the screenshots from the developers previews definitely look next gen. Um, but then there's just some parts of it was like, well, yeah, I don't think I could have done any better on a PS4 or, you know, it wouldn't look any different. And um, uh, touching on that, uh, I just did a video on revelations and, um, Resident Evil Revelations, which was on the 3DS originally, in the original E3 reveal, there was this whole sequence where Jill and Chris are pointing guns at each other, and they're like, you're going to have to kill me if you want it. And then there's like a, a second Chris that's like a doppelganger, and you're like, and he has an Australian accent, and none of yep. that was in the game. Oh my so god, like, I'm so happy you said that. I'm so <laughs> happy you said that. We were talking about this literally last week, about the cutting content, and 
I swear, and I might be having mad Mandela effect here. I know this is a digression, but quite important. But I, I swear that one of the characters, the guy in the chair, when they point the guns at each other, the guy in the chair was meant to be Hunk. I swear. I had him in the trailer there. too, and he wasn't yeah. in the game, so. Yeah, like I remember, you know, when all, like, and I, I, I swear I wish I'd have kept like all the magazines and stuff, I had, like game magazines and stuff when I was a kid. Because I swear, like, you know, me and Andy have had multiple conversations about this, about you know, I, I remember reading either in Game Informer or, you know, some some video game magazine that was, you know, like there's a new twist and like, you know, Hunk is, you know, Chris Redfield's doppelganger. Like I, I, I legitimately remember this being a thing at one time. And then, you know, you Revelations comes out and it's like, oh, Chris is here. Jill's here. There's there's literally no meetup until the end. And it has nothing to do with what we saw in the original trailer. All right, so Hunk, Hunk is Australian, confirmed. <laughs> this holiday season, we all wish for hope and healing. Children and families who spend their holidays at the hospital deserve a reason to believe in first steps, in giggles, high fives, and hugs. For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided world-class care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to help patients and healthcare heroes this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org slash holiday. That's childrensnational.org slash holiday. Because for the longest time, you know, until, you know, like, you know, more videos and stuff started coming on YouTube, I, like, I swore I made the trailer up. Like, I thought for the longest time that the trailer actually never happened. That was just some kind of weird memory thing that I had um, until like one day I was like specific. I think I was talking with Andy about it. And I went to specifically look it up and I was like, okay, no, I'm not crazy. This trailer had this element in it that was never explained ever again. Yeah. And the whole reason I brought that up is because with the whole Chris shooting Mia or whoever he shot and then like uh, just all of the the stuff that was going on in the trailer, none of that might end up being in the game. We don't know, you know, because this is what happens with teaser trailers. I'm still banking on this is a this is a massive swerve and that this is all a hallucination. Just the way I mean, speaking from an imagery point of view, it looks very, very blurred. Ethan's almost got tunnel vision with what's in front of him. I, uh, and just the light and in general, I'm, I'm getting big. This is maybe a, uh, a hallucination vibe. Well, we had originally That's actually heard- a good point. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> I didn't think of that. You know, I, I, I can see it from that perspective, but you know, I think some of the original leaks that came out also said that this was going to be a flashback sequence, which could also explain kind of the, the blurry, you know, kind of dreamy feel of the whole thing is the fact that it, you know, because that you, I mean, you know, typically that's kind of how uh, flashbacks are pers- you know portrayed in games. Like, look at even um, kind of the shift in uh, lighting and tone uh, in Resident Evil Five when Chris is flashing back to uh, him and uh, him and Jill taking on Wesker at the oh. Spencer estate. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it looks like the game but it still feels different than the rest of it. You know, like there's some element of the way that they designed that, those scenes to make it, you know, where you can, like, you can't just like randomly start watching and be like, Oh, this is just part of the game. Normally. Like it has the feel of a flashback. Um, And which is what I kind of gathered from this, but I'm still banking on there being either Chris is hallucinating. And, you know, the reason why he's doing what he's doing is because he's hallucinating or, you know, it is entirely possible that maybe Ethan's hallucinating the whole thing. Hmm. Um, but I'm glad whoever's hallucinating finally got, uh, you know, kind of brought back uh, old Chris, you know, in their hallucinations, at least. 
But we do know, but we do know from the leaks, um, the leaks, the batch of leaks that we got um, recently involving involving the, the the beast men, involving Chris Redfield being a quote unquote bad guy. We do know that hallucinations are going to be playing a big part with the with the, with the new virus or parasite, whether it's going to be in Resident Evil Eight. But see, that's great because the game is going to really mess with you. And when mm. games mess with you, it's it's terrifying because mm. you legitimately don't know what to expect. And then to the point, you don't know what's real. Mm. Indeed, I hope they go like full, full eternal darkness and they just start switching your TV off and saying, oh, yeah. and all that. Sort go of for it. Just throw <laughs> everything you got at us. So what about this character on the floor? Uh, I mean, uh, a lot of people are saying it's Mia. Um, but what do you think is going on in this scene right here? Um, I had no idea what to think, but once you mentioned uh, hallucinations or flashbacks, I was like, hmm. However, with the flashback thing, they seem to show Mia, like, you know, reading a story in, like, a modern house somewhere. And I don't know, that looked more like a flashback because they usually use sepia tones with flashbacks, but I have no idea. (laughs) Well, I I, I mean, I kind of get the same vibe that this is all the same. So... The structure that I've come to understood from the beta test, because um, apparently, you know, I, I can't remember, I, re- I was reading this on you know, somebody's thread when they were speaking about the beta test, but the beta test opens the same way kind of the trailer does, only there's supposed to be some kind of like, almost like Disney kind of animation while, uh, or, you know, at least obviously this is still the beta, uh, might not make the final game, but uh, according to some of the beta testers, there was this, like this almost like Disney animated uh, scene as Mia's telling that folklore. Or I, Disney might be wrong, but you know some kind of like artful, you know, cartoony, um, you know, scene while Mia's explaining the story. Ethan walks up, uh, and then from what I understand, like the 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 Chris part happens next um, in the trailer, which and from what we heard from different beta testers back several months ago was, and some of the the tests. Chris or Chris shoots Mia. We heard Chris shoots Ethan and other tests. Um, and then there's, you know, like I said, there's the shooting, you know, the home invasion shooting scene. And then, you know, Ethan wakes up in the village. Um, that so that I think, sounds very on par with most game design, but continue. Yeah. So, you know, uh, so I, 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 I'm pretty sure like this, uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's Mia. You know, like I said, like that we were specific, you know, like the the, the um, people who leaked the beta test specifically said it was either going to be me or Ethan in the, the final thing. So I, I, I don't think like I, I can't think of anybody else that Capcom could just randomly throw in for, you know, Chris is you know, lighting up like this. Like unless they want to go super plot twist and that's actually Jill on the floor. Yeah, uh, but that also, <laughs> the fans be very happy about that. Yeah, um, no, but what what uh, what you're saying lines up, and I think you're right because typically what games do, um, good games anyway, they they give you a tutorial section without you knowing it's a tutorial section. So it sounds like they're going to start the game in Ethan and Mia's house, and everything's happy, giving you a chance to get used to the controls, walk around, interact with stuff, and then once you activate the right story points, then it goes into the Chris shooting her, and then you're like, oh my god, and then flash forward, giving the player that what the hell is going on thing to get them invested in the story. But I could be wrong, but that's, that sounds yeah. accurate. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, like I said, it sounds like from, you know, and obviously there was a multitude, you know, like we, we know for a fact that Capcom's at least done two beta runs of this. Uh, you know, they did one, I think back in sep- 
September, August, maybe August, is when that one email went out that um, Capcom was looking for testers for a new upcoming game that every kind of everybody kind of assumed was RE3 remake and ended it up not being. Uh, ah. You know, so like, because I always was under the impression when they first announced that they were looking for testers, everybody took it as RE3 confirmed. Uh, but then, you know, like, I got to thinking about it a couple of months after, you know, the test came out and then RE3 got announced. Um, I went back and was reading through the emails from the ambassador program on it. And it was like, oh, yeah, this is the game that's early in development, you know, like not slated to release anytime soon. You know, we'd like to get some testing feedback on. And I got to thinking about it. I said, wait a minute, they they never could have been talking about Resident Evil Three because Res- you know we know as of like October, Resident Evil Three was like ninety percent complete, you know, according to you know the developers and stuff. So it was definitely not an early in development game. And you know, I, I think I wrote an article on it, going like, yeah, you know, what everybody took as confirmation for RE Three was actually confirmation for Eight. And you know, then you know, we heard the the rumors come out of that playtest. Um, that definitely was not Resident Evil Three. It was, you know, the werewolves, the village, and everything. Um, and then I think back in, point. yeah, and I think back in March was the second round of testing. It was either March or April. I think it was the end, either end of February, beginning of March, or uh, end of March, beginning of April was the second round of testing, um, which is where uh, the name, like the name, got announced after that round of testing. The inventory system, which we'd reported on, you know. Some people got to play a version of it with uh, Resident Evil 7-style inventory. Some people reported uh, from the the testing that they got to play RE4-style inventory. For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided exceptional care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to give children and healthcare heroes a reason to believe this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org slash holiday. So, like, you can definitely tell, like, in the second round of uh, testing, Capcom kind of went out of their way to give people different versions of the game so they could kind of maybe tell who was, you know, who was uh, telling on them. Uh, right. You know, because I, I think, I, I don't think anybody lied out of that testing. Because, you know, like I said, like, even in our article, we had two different people come forward, and one person said, Yeah, I played Chris Shoots Ethan, and it's got like Resident Evil 7 inventory. Uh, you know, and I played like a standoff in a house and then, you know, we've got somebody else that says, oh, well, I played in Chris shoots Mia and, you know, it had Resident Evil four style inventory. And, you know, so at the time it was weird because, you know, you had two different people that played, you know, the same demo uh, with very drastic, you know, experiences and say, like, OK, well, you know, we'll report on both and maybe Capcom's, you know, trying to uh, kind of weed out who's doing what. And then we see you know, the, the trailer come out and they're like, okay, yeah, Capcom was definitely telling people or, you know, giving them like, you know, two different versions of the game to see who was, who was leaking information because everything, both people told us, we ended up seeing elements of both. Uh, and you just made me realize, cause there's a big part of me that I, I tried so hard to get into that testing. I sent emails and nothing back. And I was like, but I'm a Resident Evil YouTuber. And I just realized that's probably why they wouldn't choose us <laughs> yeah. because it's like, yeah. we're not going to tell you what we're working on. Go away. <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny because, you know, like we had, um, you know, we had the, uh, the biohazard declassified signed up in the ambassador program. Uh, and I noticed this, like once we hit gold um, on the program, they stopped giving us points. Like, and cause uh-huh. now, they, cause now they've rolled out a, like a, a point history feature. 
that shows like, you know, cause you, you do the hashtag REBH fun and, you know, you get a point, you know, up to five points a day. But I noticed like once we hit a certain point, they stopped granting us points like altogether. And I have a feeling it's because somebody on the, you know, the ambassador program started actually paying attention because they have like, since they, since they started an actual uh, Twitter account for the ambassador program, I've noticed the, 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 that uh, Twitter platform has been really active. So I have a feeling somebody was on the official, you know, Twitter account, like scrolling through and then, you know, click on, you know, Oh, Hey, here's this biohazard declassified. What are they? And click on it. And like, Oh, these are the, these are the assholes that told on. <laughs> they got 70,000 people. They definitely do not need to be in this program. Stop mm-hmm. giving them points. Yeah. I don't and know. It's really bizarre. It is really bizarre that they don't, they don't um, ever really like, involve the resident evil creator community like res- residents of evil like yourself uh kai sphere hunter etc cetera, etc cetera. It's, it's up to us really to to kind but of think about that. how how hard that would be which would you prefer an unofficial source that tells you everything or they actually let you play but they make you sign an nda that says you can't talk about it at all and then you're like like oh yeah yeah i mean that that's kind of that's you know that's kind of always been my my go at it it's like you know i i would rather be wrong on what might be a rumor you know, and go ahead and get to know about it and get to, you know, at least talk about it, you know, in the public sphere than actually seeing what's going to happen and not be able to say anything at all. Mm, uh, Cause I have, big, I have a big fucking mouth. Like, you know, like, yeah. um, you know, yeah, I, I, so I, hard. <laughs> you know, I, I heard a lot of things about, uh, you know, res three from some of my contacts in the, uh, you know, the reporting community and stuff that, I, I didn't even talk to the team about because I was like, you know, <laughs> like, because um, I think with Andy, I told, I had mentioned something to him about, about Brad dying in like a new way. And I was like, I, I know it and I want to talk about it. But at the same time, like, I don't want to talk about it, you know, hmm. one of those that, whole things. Yeah, that, that's actually a good point that we're talking about, quote unquote, influences within the Resident Evil community. From yourself, obviously, we've only really been about for a year, but from yourself, Kai, have you ever had an interaction with Capcom knowing that you're a resident evil complete turnkey resident evil page. Have you ever had anything from Capcom? Um, I have not. However, uh, I have two goals with my channel to hit a hundred thousand subscribers and to work directly with Capcom. And my management apparently has people that can get in touch with Capcom. So they're going to see, but I, I don't really know how that, I don't think Capcom really works with influencers at all. Um, no. Cause like, Residents of Evil, I don't think they've ever had anything official. I haven't. Sphere Hunter hasn't. Um, Scorpion, all the other Resident Evil YouTubers, I've never seen anything like that. So I don't know if that that's even on the table, you know? I yeah. think maybe the most is they'll send you a review copy to play a game, but even then... Yeah, because I, I, well, that's the thing, too, because I know, um, oh, what's his name, uh, Bach on Twitch, mm. uh, you know, he got a copy of Resident Evil 3 early, because uh, he was streaming like the day before, but I don't know if that was the partnership he has with Capcom or um, I know some people got review copies from Green Man. Uh, Green Man Games gave some people review copies. Uh, so you yeah, know, I don't. That was really that was a really sorry to cut you off there, Jesse, but that was a really bizarre time because you know, obviously being dedicated Resident Evil page, we wanted to kind of hit the ground running as quick as we could with Resident Evil 3, but there was a complete embargo. It seemed like there was a complete streaming embargo up until the release date, but then we went on the day before and everyone was streaming Resident Evil 3 Remake, and 
It was just really, it was just really bizarre. Well, uh, one thing I'll tell you, I, I worked at GameStop and like those games are sitting in the back about a week before they're supposed to like exist, you know, and yeah. uh, employees are allowed to take them home. It's sort of a don't ask, don't tell policy. Like we didn't see anything, do whatever. And you can take it home and play, but you can't tell anybody that you did that. So I mean, it's as easy as just knowing someone at GameStop and bribing them or if they're just your buddy and they're doing you a favor, um, not just GameStop, I'm sure any game store, because, you know, you have to have the product before the release date, obviously. Yeah, yeah and I'm pretty sure that's what happened, you know, because uh, when the first big uh, gameplay leaks came out, it was from France, uh, you know, right before their lockdown started uh, from you know what we gathered, you know, obviously not you know living in France. We don't know what really happened, but. Uh, from what we gathered from Twitch streams and, you know, from YouTube and other news sources, uh, you know, a game store was about to, you know, you know, uh, the, the lockdown was taking place in France. You know, they're saying, Hey, nobody's going out. No, all non-essential businesses are closing. And somebody that owned a game store was like, Oh, well, fuck this here. We, we got all these people want resident evil three, come get it before you have to lock yourself inside. Um, so, you know, I, we know a lot of that happened, but it was just, it was just a funny thing to see, like, you know, all the these streams get taken down for, you know, streaming Resident Evil 3 too early and then just out of nowhere, like, you know, some of the big, you know, Twitch influencers and stuff started doing the same thing. And it was like, oh, well, I thought this, you know, because I actually yeah, reached out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, because I, I actually reached out to one of the community managers about it. And I was like, hey, you know, uh, from what I understand, there's an embargo right now, uh, but this is going on. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, some influencers, you know, get, you know, special permissions and stuff. And I was like, well, that's kind of, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh, oh yeah. okay. I, I think it comes down to the date they're allowed to do it. I think there was people who didn't follow that because they unofficially yeah. got it early. And then there's the people who got it early, but they're like, you can't play it until this time on this yeah, date, I mean, it, you know. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of like with the Final Fantasy thing, you know, where a lot of. Uh, that was really bad. Well, I think Final Fantasy actually got hit really bad. Like a lot of people were pissed at Square over that because um, a lot. It, it, from what I gathered uh, from talking to people in the community, was the big influencers started reporting smaller streamers, especially like the Australian community that got oh. the game way in advance. Um, yeah, it was actually nineties, wasn't it? Sorry. Yeah. Um, Crazy. So like it was. It was never really explicitly put out that they couldn't start streaming it early. Um, and then a lot of the bigger, you know, a lot of the bigger Twitch influencers, from what I understand, got pissed because um, these small channels, you know, were starting to grow because everybody wanted to watch Final Fantasy playthroughs. Um, and since they had, you know, signed contracts with Square or whatever, like they were legally contractual or you know, contractually obligated to not play it. Um, and then they see, you know, this nobody on Twitch all of a sudden has, you know, a thousand people watching him, you know. Um, because I, I, you know, like I said, it's all rumor, but I heard from multiple people that they saw big Twitch names pop up in their channels, you know, like it's like noticeable names, I guess, within the streaming community. And then literally within an hour, get like a, you know, email from Twitch saying, hey, you can't stream this. And it was, you know, it's one of those things like, you know, maybe Twitch's God. algorithm picked it up. But it's also suspicious that, you know, somebody who who can't play that's being an ass about it also like was just in your stream. So, yeah, yeah. That, that's really uncool, because if you've already got an audience, which is so hard to do, let someone else, you know, take hmm. that chance, because it's it's really hard to be a creator. And it's probably the most difficult thing is, I mean, just getting your first thousand subscribers or followers or whatever is it's a very daunting task it took me like a year and a half to get a 
thousand, which is crazy. Yeah. And obviously <laughs> talking of channels that are looking to grow, what's your next steps? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I want to do so many things as long as it's just revolving around, you know, resident evil in a positive way. I think there's, uh, I always thought that there was a lot of toxic fans in the resident evil community oh. and more and more I'm learning that that's not necessarily, I mean, they are, but it, for the most part, people have been really cool and really nice. And I'm hoping to see more of that. It's like, I, I saw a really funny meme that I, I love where they showed uh, doom and it was like doom the game and it's like shooting and gore and explosions and then it's like doom the fan base and they're all like cute and happy and (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah like that whole like wholesome crossover between uh doom and animal crossing that was kind of (laughs) (laughs) well listen i want to i I have so many ideas that it's just hard for one person to do i want to do a whole resident evil themed cookbook Mm. uh i want to do like cosplay tutorials and like just so many things. I'm actually planning. Uh, actually, I can't tell you about it, but uh, it's ASMR related. Oh, okay. uh, it's been it's been requested for a very very long time, and it's going to require an entire like like shooting and green screen and special effects and stuff. But um, I don't know. I I'm going to keep doing secrets and Easter eggs videos because that's what people I think primarily come to my channel for. And it's, it's really fun to learn about all these games that you love, you know, because I like to dive deeper than just, you know, there, there, a lot of people get mad because a lot of times there's not even Easter eggs in those videos, but like, I love learning about the development and how games came to be. Speaking of which, do you guys know anything about resident evil portable? I mean, anything. Oh my God. We was talking about this last week. You, you've yep. been bugging our chats. You've been bugging our chats. Cause I haven't. It's just parallel thinking. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Let me, let me splice that in because this is a very interesting topic. History shows America rises to every challenge it faces. Every challenge makes us stronger. We're Americans. We find a way. At Kaufman Funeral Home, we give thanks to God for living in the greatest nation on earth. Take comfort in knowing when you need us, we'll be here for you. We'll put your family's needs first. Kaufman Funeral Home and Crematory. Frontier Drive in Stanton. Online at KaufmanFuneralHome.net. which just disappeared off the face of the earth, just like that Resident Evil revelation. Oh, my God. If you have something. Uh, I don't, unfortunately. No, we, I don't, we, but, but I'd love to think about it with you. Yeah, no, we, we'd, love to, we'd love to theorize with you, but that's been one of the things that have always eluded us. And and it's so funny, too, because, you know, I, I've heard so many, you know, I, I've you know met, like, a lot of you know older people in the community that have, like, a lot of, you know, connections. And, you know, there's been a lot of things about development of older games that have came out. But this is still a mystery to like everybody. There, it's there's the holy no, grail of Resident yeah, Evil like, content. <laughs> you know, oh, like, like, it, yeah, like you know, maybe finding you know the actual like you know original you know eighty percent build of one point five. Uh, like this is like you know the next biggest thing. I have I have stared at this so long trying to find <laughs> anything. I have Googled to the ends of the earth. The only thing I haven't done is like gone to Capcom Osaka and like knocked on the door and be like, "Hey, could you tell me <laughs> what this was going to be so I can sleep at night?" Well, what, yeah, what, like, when was this? Two thousand nine. So this would it's have been. Just, they cool. don't announce games if they don't have anything. 
Like, that's just weird. And I know that games are announced and sometimes canceled, but there's always, like, screenshots or concept art or something. And this game just has nothing. And a lot of people have said that it it was just, like, the prototype for Revelations, but I found a lot of contradicting information to that. So I don't know who to believe or what to believe. They well, the, the well, screenshot. It, it's nothing to do well, with Revelations. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah. the, the, screen, the screenshot to me screams like resident evil like two and three like this to me feels like raccoon city streets uh especially you know looking at some of the like the older uh like screenshots and promo arts for resident evil three specifically like this feels like you know some kind of resident evil you know like raccoon city experience of some sort definitely Um, that's what i've always gathered from it especially you know they kind of you know uh went back to um like I'm like the the old font scheme, but it's kind of like reminiscent of um, you know uh, Operation Raccoon City's font scheme a little bit. Like I, I don't know, like I, it's just weird that you know they only made you know like a a box art for it and nothing else. Like, I just refuse to believe it's that simple. Well, and then on top of that, when the guy's talking, he literally doesn't say anything. He's just like Resident Evil Portable. Yeah, hang on. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you could have said something like oh it makes me so crazy because i love the psp i i have one that i bought that i've been playing like crazy and i i was even able to find the unreleased oblivion like sold over 40 million game yeah i mean that's the thing like we've been able to find you know the canceled game boy ports we've been able to find the canceled you know uh, all you know, all the Game Boy Advance port of uh, Resident Evil Two, like mm. all of the you know unreleased ports, like eventually wash up somewhere, and literally nothing for this one. It's <sighs> it really bizarre. Like it makes sense. Like uh, you know, I don't know if you saw the article or not, where they were talking about some of the un- uh, the unreleased uh, Capcom Vancouver games that got canceled, uh, like the Dino Crisis remake that was pitched. I heard um, and then there was the Resident Evil X, you know, that they called Rex for short, that was canceled. Like, it makes sense for those games to have, like, literally nothing there. Uh, because, you know, they were literally, so, you know, people brainstorming in a room and, you know, coming up with plots and stuff like that. Maybe there was some light concept art done, but they never made any kind of development progress. But just watching this this reveal for the PSP, like, you don't do that for a concept. Or, you know, somebody brainstorming, well, what if we brought Resident Evil to the PSP? Like, no, this is like you have a working prototype, you know, like, you know, you've got a prototype, you've got art, you've probably at least made 20% of the game before you even remotely begin to announce it like that. And then the fact that they never really announced that it was canceled either, it just, it just disappeared. Well, I'm I'm glad that I'm not alone. I never get to talk to other creators, so this is very like therapeutic. I'm like, I found people who understand. Like, it's so yeah. Ah, uh, but and this okay. is where this is where we want to get with the podcast. Like, I ve- I've I very much believe like we're all in this together. It's already a very very niche community. Let's all start working together on different projects, and it's just wholesome. We all share we all share each other's communities. We all share each other's followers for the use of a better term. And it's it's weird that we're we're all actually talking about the same thing, which is which is it's all it's all good. Yeah, shit. and I think a lot of people don't realize that um, working together is actually better because 
people aren't going to like unsubscribe from one Resident Evil channel just to go. To, they're going to subscribe to both. Mm. And then when they do a collab or whatever, they get really excited because it's like, oh, these two YouTubers that love Resident Evil as much as mm. I do are working together. This is awesome. It's mm. it's celebrated and it's great. But people see it. I think used to, YouTube used to be like that as well as like other, you know, Twitch and Facebook and everything else. But like now everything's everyone's just out for themselves and no one helps anyone. I've tried. I've messaged so many other creators for collaborations and nothing. Nothing. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Aside from residents of evil who we're really, we've got absolutely fantastic relationship with JJ. Uh, We always share like uh, sources and, and, and video and videos and content. Um, he, a lot of his, um, videos, if you look at a lot of JJ's videos, they're actually just based on our articles. He, he, he literally just reads our articles verbatim and it's even got the link in the thing. So we've got, we've got a really good relationship with them, but nobody else has been as forthcoming. Obviously, we reached out to yourselves and obviously we're eternally grateful you, uh, you jumped to the opportunity. Oh, I was so excited. I was, like, I literally was like, oh my God, like, they want me? What? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I, uh, Residents of Evil is like always on top of like the the hint of a new anything related and they make a video and i'm just like wow they're going for it but maybe one oh, day yeah. they'll have me on <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah me and jay me and jj have had some very late nights you know i'll uh you know we'll we'll hear something usually we always hear it around the same time and uh you know it, it you know becomes a big messaging thing you know who can message first about you know the new thing that they've heard but yeah you know, I, you know, but I think a lot of this actually stems back to like the old days of the RE community, uh, you know, just being a fan, you know, for several years, like back in like the old iGas days and stuff like the RE, like, I, I don't know, the maybe content creator part of it, you know, people, the original, you know, because we've kind of like, there's always like been, you know, and all that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, like all of the old, like all of the old heads who have kind of, you know, died off and, you know, organizations like us and yourself you know, kind of taken over. Like I remember that community being super toxic and mm. especially amongst the creators. Um, and I, I don't know if maybe, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it's a little bit of, you know, the algorithm favors, you know, whoever's, you know, the strongest and, you know, maybe that plays into, you know, people want, might not wanting to work together as much because, you know, my, my, you know, my precious algorithm, but I think a lot of it's just stigma from like the old days of the communities where, you know, the creative, you know, the creative minds, you know, leading the community just didn't have anything to do with each other. And when they did, it was always super, you know, toxic and negative. So, you know, that's something that, you know, we've always kind of wanted to push through is, you know, we'll, we're willing to work with anybody, you know, creating content in the Resident Evil community. You know, we're all fans. Like, you know, if you do a, like a Facebook metadata search of how many people like Resident Evil, I think the number is like 9.8 million uh, and I guarantee you there's not a Resident Evil content creator with 9.8 million fo- exclusive followers. So I think that there's a market for everybody, you know? Yeah. And like, even for example, with the Resident Evil eight analysis video, I waited because I was like, I need, I need time to think about it. I was, you know, just, it was a lot to take in and I really wanted to sort my thoughts. And, uh, I saw that Scorpion and Resident Evil and Sphere Hunter all did you know the video talking about it and i i waited even longer because i was like oh well no one wants to watch that video again and i started getting so many messages that were like hey we saw their video where's yours and it, mm. it proves that they just want they want everybody in exactly on the fun and oh, if yeah, you go yeah. to any of those like when i watch residents of evil because i have my my i use a different account when i'm on my playstation when i watch residents of evil it says viewers also watched and you know Ribbon comes up mm. and as well as the other channels so 
like it really is like a community well it's supposed to be <laughs> yeah i mean yeah that's the whole thing and, and i think a lot of people t- sometimes forget too that you know no no two like you know reviews are going to be the same you know like, yeah. even like, even internally like me and andy's you know thoughts and opinions on you know like our even our individual playthroughs of resident evil 3 remake were drastically different um, you know, and there, there's room at a table for all perspectives and there's things that, you know, you're going to think of that somebody else doesn't think, you know, that's just the nature of, you know, cr- like content curation in general. Like there's enough, you know, and like me personally, like I've watched, you know, 20 different, you know, probably 20 or 30 different, uh, you know, videos breaking down resident evil, tra- you know, the resident evil village trailer, just to see if there's something I missed, you know, like I watched it for myself. I've been sitting on some of this information that was revealed for, you know, almost a year. Um, and I still learn something new anytime I watch somebody's video. Cause there's another angle that I didn't think of, you know, and it, right or wrong. Like it's still interesting to theorize about. Yeah. It's, it's an open discussion and it's a good one to have because everybody does have something to say and very drastic, different point of view sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know what I mean? We're all, we're all in this together. We all, we all want the same thing. Well, plus we're locked in our house. It's not like we have much else <laughs> yeah. to do. So something I d- and it's something that we briefly spoke on earlier um, was Resident Evil during a song. I know you're massive into res- the older Resident Evil mods and um, Residents of Evil. Our friends over at Residents of Evil have, uh, have put together a, a video about during the, uh, d- during the storm. Is it? Yeah, during the storm. What was your initial thoughts? I'll take it. You've seen the video. What was your initial thoughts? Yeah, so I did record the video. I haven't um, edited it yet, so it'll be up on Wednesday. History shows America rises to every challenge it faces. Every challenge makes us stronger. We're Americans. We find a way. At Kaufman Funeral Home, we give thanks to God for living in the greatest nation on earth. Take comfort in knowing when you need us, we'll be here for you. We'll put your family's needs first. Kaufman Funeral Home and Crematory. Frontier Drive in Stanton. Online at KaufmanFuneralHome.net. but i was so excited the first thing i was like is that kevin and then it was like kevin (laughs) oh my god and i just i love outbreak i cannot stress that enough um i think that's like a whole subsection of resident evil fans that are obsessed with outbreak and another thing that i always wanted in the classic games was civilians um that was something in resident evil 3 that blew my mind back in the day because it was one thing in resident evil 2 when you see like annette or you know ada it's like whatever they're just part of the story but like these characters are just normal civilians who just got caught in everything and you got to help them. It gives you a real sense of like duty, you know, especially when you're playing as a character who's a cop. So I don't know. I, I, I'm so excited and uh, I haven't looked too much into it, but they're saying that you have the mechanic of like locking doors and unlocking them of your own free will. And you have to do what you can to protect the survivors. I'm all about that. The, the day this comes out, I am going to play it. Yeah, well, and that's, that that seems right. to be the, yeah, I mean, that seems to be the cool thing too. From uh, I noticed in the uh, in the snippets we've seen of the game so far, uh, there's a scene where there's an RPD officer in a hallway, and you can go to pick up like ammunition sitting on the ground, and it's like if you pick up the ammunition, the cop will have less to sh- you know defend himself with. So that's the kind of cool element of it too, is it looks like a lot of the decisions you're going to make 
are going to drastically change the gameplay itself. Like, you know, in a, in, you know, almost kind of like the zapping system, uh, you know, the original resident evil two, but a little bit more detailed. It seems. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm so excited. Like just seeing other humans walking around in a classic resident evil game. I, there's <laughs> something about that. That's just, it's jarring, but in a good way. Just hmm. like, Whoa. And I think, um, I think there's going to be 20 to 24, I think, NPCs um, throughout the game. So, I mean, this is going to be a very busy game as far as, you know, character interaction stuff goes, which is I, I would have loved to have seen back in the, you know, the 90s, but I'll gladly take it today. Oh, man. And um, I think just a bit of a rumors and innuendo, speaking with a guy from, uh, during the storm, I think he's looking for a couple of NPC actors. Obviously, we've jumped all over it. Ink ribbon, get yourself uh, in touch with him. Oh, I will. <laughs> imagine I commented was... on the video and he yeah. liked it, so I yeah. guess I'll have to take it a step further. Oh, indeed. I- imagine if there was a Resident Evil community game with all of the community, the main figureheads from the community. Hey, community listen, game. I'm working with a developer in, I think, Serbia, who, for Unreal Engine, he created a survival horror template where you can make your own Resident Evil games, although don't get excited because you still need to actually know a bit of programming to get it up and running, but I'm actually working on my own games right now, and uh, that is a fantastic idea. Make a Resident Evil game with all of the creators, Um in fact, I was talking to Sphere Hunter. She was interested in voicing the main character. Um, I don't know if she still is, but I mean, just hell, put her and you guys and hmm. ROE and everybody else just straight into a game. Have you not? got any of this content on your YouTube at Curiosity, just as a splice? It's only on my Patreon right now because it's okay. not really ready to show to the public. It's it's oh. it's horribly beta. Like the environments are just white textures and all that, but. Uh, if you're interested, I'll I'll show you what I'm working on. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, I'll, we will plug we will plug that for you. So obviously, if you do want to follow Cart on it, is it just Patreon.com/slash/inkribbon? Uh, yeah. Um, if you want to show a little bit of the footage, I can send you the private video link. But yeah, yeah, which uh, yeah, just a little exclusive, just for the, the all right. Get, um, get the guys in the chat, lick their lips, and all that. All right, just give me a second to. Yeah, no um, what's funny is I actually kind of need to change my story a little bit because I decided to incorporate witches before this was <laughs> way before Resident <laughs> Evil 8. <laughs> Literally, I was like, okay, I don't want to rip off Resident Evil, so I'm not going to do viruses. And then, of course, Capcom <laughs> busts out with that. Um, yeah, see, that. that's what happens. You know, you, you bugged our chats to you know see what we've been talking about, and then Capcom bugs your chats to do your game ideas. That's it. <laughs> <sighs> um, but just as a bit of a, tight, a space filling here, where can we find you, Kai, or on the interwebs, whether that be, obviously, aside from YouTube, like your daily capture, your daily social media? Um, the best place to get a hold of me is probably Instagram. Uh, my Twitter tends to just get flooded with messages and it becomes very overwhelming. Um, but I'm used to talking with people on Twitter. Um, I mean, on Instagram, but either, either one is fine. Uh, I tend to just post on YouTube mainly. So I, I don't know, but, uh, you can also email me that that's the best way to get my attention. If it's something really, really urgent, because 
I, not many people send me emails. I don't know if it's like that for you guys, but oh no, we get flooded with uh, <laughs> we, we get flooded with email just because. Okay, maybe know. don't email me. That's like ah uh, stress. <laughs> so obviously, uh, huge man's Instagram. I'll, I'll, I'll don't see don't, uh, don't scroll too far because. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's Instagram, you know. Yeah, of course. Now you got you got, got, <laughs> got to get it done. Whoever sinks your battleship, my friend. Uh, but um, I, yeah, I, I sent you the link to the uh, to the video. Cool. Okay, we'll just pull. We'll just uh, pull. I've that been working on this. Oh, by the way, I have a software that scans your face and literally just makes a three D model out of it, so I can make you looking like yourself, one hundred percent. Nice. Um, so real quick, the game's called Red River, and it takes place in um, Cambodia. Uh, these were early boat tests that I did to see if I could actually make a moving boat to work with the engine. But as you can see, it does have the turn-based cameras and all of that fun stuff. And Will it have tank controls? Yeah. Cool. Uh, although you can switch back and forth between tank controls and, like I guess, modern controls, kind of like the Resident Evil 1 remake did. Mm-hmm. Um. And the inventory is currently being finalized. Uh, that was a really early test to see just how things worked. But here you can see you can, you know, examine oh, things yeah. and mad Silent Hill vibes on that inventory, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so it's just me talking. But if you fast forward towards like the middle, oh wait, oh. Oh, this is before. Oh, okay. This doesn't have any spoilers in it because this is the early, early version. I completely redid my character. Um, actually, if you go back, you can mm-hmm. see one of the games I was working on that is now canceled. I might as well just tell people about it. Uh, to the Unreal screen that showed all the thumbnails. Uh, go forward. Here, I'll I'll just find the. Yeah, just give us a timestamp if you can. Yeah. I forgot I had the video open too. Uh, go to. Oh God, sorry. That's what. Right. No worries. Okay, go to one oh seven. One oh seven. One oh seven. Right. You'll see <laughs> on the top right corner. Do you want me to pause it or? Yeah, yeah. You... you have to okay. pause because I scrolled past it. These are all okay. games that I've been like fiddling with and working on. But in the top right corner, you can see a game called Escape the Hive. And I actually got Mila Jovovich's face. And I was trying to make Resident Evil 1 as if it was a classic <laughs> Resident Evil game, or the movie, I mean. And it turned out to be a very daunting task. It was extremely <laughs> difficult and just fell apart very quickly. So I don't think I'll ever be able to release that. But I have footage of it somewhere. It uses the same engine. Hmm. Um, but... Yeah, I want to make Resident Evil games that are inspired by the original ones. This holiday season, we all wish for hope and healing. Children and families who spend their holidays at the hospital deserve a reason to believe in first steps, in giggles, high fives, and hugs. For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided world-class care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to help patients and healthcare heroes this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org slash holiday. That's childrensnational.org slash holiday. What, for us to scroll through this here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all of this is completely changed now. The character looks absolutely nothing like that now. 
she looks so much better. I was getting really angry, but the game takes place in the nineties. Although I think I've changed that to like the early two thousands. You see, there's a working flashlight. You can use melee weapons, um, a bat or a knife or a gun or a shotgun. And uh, yeah, this is uh, ugly, ugly environment art because I was just testing to see. Whoa, look at that. What is, yeah, is it, those is are it is... play, uh, placeholder enemies. Okay. Uh, well, um, those those are terrifying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and they're smart too. Look, they cornered her. That's, you can that's see there awesome. she's injured. Beautiful. But yeah, that's uh, that's what I'm trying to do on top of content creation. It's a lot of work. <laughs> Indeed. So so what? So obviously, have you got a plot kind of built up for Red River, or are you are you just experimenting with the engine and then you'll you'll? Um, no, no, no. I've, I'm I'm working on the plot. Um, like I said, I'm gonna have to figure out. Well, maybe mine's different enough that I'll be okay. And this is now a record that I was working on this <laughs> for a while. <laughs> I guess my my Patreon is too, but. Uh, I'm going to be the villain because I just felt that it was the right role for me. Plus, it's my game and I want to be in it. But um, I am the leader of an all-male witch coven. So it's like it's really rare to see just male witches. It's always like females. And uh, basically, dark magic has gone awry. All of his coven was killed. And now uh, dead bodies around this fishing village are starting to come to life and come after people. And I'm trying to see if I can get them to look like they're like liquefied, like dripping water zombies. And um, he gives you the option to help him revive his coven to stop all of this. Or you can just uh, make your way out of the city and run away. And that's uh, as far as I've gotten. And I'm probably going to have to rework some of that. But <laughs> I don't know how that sounds, but I I think I, people will like it. Yeah, I I think it's a pretty interesting concept because like you said, like you, you don't really see a lot of uh, like when, you know, anytime witchcraft or anything is portrayed, you, you very rarely see male figures. So that's actually like a I, unique thing on it on its own. And um, also there is a hydration mechanic. You have to keep your character hydrated. That's not um, this thing here, is it? Yeah, that's, that's empty. So she's currently dying of thirst, but um yeah, she starts the game throwing up in the toilet because she's hung over on this party boat. And that introduces the whole, you know, like I said, the tutorial sections. You got to walk around the boat, buy water from a vending machine. And throughout the game, you eat to regain health and drink to replenish your thirst. And that's pretty much Wait, all. <laughs> oh, what was it? It's like a kind of like a thing how Dead Rising start or not Dead Rising. Um, what was it? Uh, Dead Island. Oh, yeah. How it starts where, like, like, I'm pretty sure, yeah, Dead Island, where, like, the beginning of the game, like, you wake up hungover from a party, and, like, you have mm. to, I think, like, grab, like, a candy bar or something off the, uh, like, the bedside table next to you or something, and then, like, a zombie busts in your hotel room. Yeah, it's pretty much, like, game design 101, just get the player doing certain tasks so that they know how the controls work, and then send them on their way. <laughs> but... Yeah, thank you for taking the time to to look into that. No one ever cares. <laughs> no, no, no. But well, that, that's what it's all about. You know, you're you're here. You know, we're here to talk about you. We're here to talk about what's going on on with you. Obviously, if you want to support the development of of uh, Red Red River, um, mm. Kai will be doing, um, I guess, updates every so often. I mean, are these what these monthly updates, uh, bi monthly updates? Um, monthly, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> as as much as i can but i really do like the idea of the, all the resident evil content creators being in a resident evil game together i think that's definitely worth 
looking into. Well, I'll take my commission for that later. <laughs> Perfect. Um, <laughs> but no, that that's great stuff. And again, it's it's great that that we have creators that also want to make games, not just create videos and 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 critique. Uh, existing uh, Resident Evil games are willing to at least make their own spin. I mean, look at Daymare. Daymare is a perfect example of of um, fans making games. And uh, I appreciate the voice acting wasn't fan- wasn't fantastic. <laughs> being being English isn't the mother tongue, but a, a bloody good stab. Have you had a chance to check out Daymare? Yeah, I did a, a, a five different let's plays of it, and Brilliant. Uh, I loved. I, and it's funny because if you look, uh, the trained Resident Evil eye can spot assets that were meant to be for Resident Evil 3 and, and other places. And I, I commend them because what they did was very ambitious for an indie game. I think there was like eight people that worked on it or something. And it's what they were able to do is just like, whoa, because I'm yeah. just one person. I'm working by myself, you know. Mm. And um, obviously, uh, you, what know you, the said, backstory? you know the backstory of, of Evader Studios and everything oh, like yeah. that. Oh, Boy, cool. Hired. I yeah. I looked into all of that and did you ever see any did you ever see any of the footage uh from the their Resident Evil 2 rebirth? Um I I think so because there was like a couple different creators. I I I watched a lot of like here's this game I'm working on type videos and so many people have done Resident Evil 2 remakes like um Alex Lima Rod, Rodriguez Rod Yeah Rod yeah, yeah Rod yeah. Lima. Um yeah, like he his was like crazy, and that led me into I think what Daymare ended up being becoming. I I saw their early videos. I don't know if they're still up now, but um, yeah, there's there's a lot of people out there making games. They're not even trying to sell them or anything. They just want to make Resident Evil Two, you know, again or or whatever. Well, I, I think I think that was the biggest issue with you know at least the Resident Evil Two remake was because right around the time Rebirth was getting a lot of traction was the same time like Capcom was had, you know had already quietly started working on the development of it or you know their own remake and I've all like I've always mused the idea that maybe Capcom went after the fan game so hard at this point because they were afraid that if the fans could give the fans what they wanted nobody would actually buy the remake. That's yeah. always been, my, you know, because I, because I mean, looking at you know what Rebirth could have been, like I mean, it was literally a, you know, a over the shoulder, uh, you know, version of the original game. It looks like they didn't stray very, you know, it was going to be almost shot for shot remake of the original game. Well, I mean, uh, this is like literally <laughs> Resident Evil Two remake, you know, hmm. as we got it. So I, I think kind of Rod, understand. Yeah, and I think Rod Lima, because Rod Lima does a lot of. Um, I think he'd done it on the Unreal Engine 3, not mm-hmm. 4. Um, and uh, it's very smart of him not to publish because I think that's what kind of put the nail in the coffin for Invader Games as they shared a public beta of it. Yeah, don't do that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can make videos and you can show, look what I'm working on, but the moment you release it to the public, ca- uh, companies get very, very angry. Or if you have even hinting of intent to do it, like don't mm. do that. But, you know, it's really great for learning and stuff like Mm. that. That's that's I think what the primary reason for doing that is. And, you know, Capcom, I think Capcom were very, very good with Invader games. I think they didn't didn't they end up crediting. um, They they ended up crediting uh, Invader games in Resident Evil 2 remake um, at the at the bottom. Like right um, above, I credits. think so. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. They got a couple of shout outs, and I think that you know they were. The, I think um, Capcom flew all of them out to 
Japan. They got to sit down and talk with every, you know, like on obviously not on a cease and desist terms, but on, you know, a friendly, a friendly term. They got to go hang out at Capcom for yeah, a couple of days, I believe. Very, yeah, and I think I think fun. that's just going back to how Capcom is a great company. Other companies like Square Enix or whoever just shut you down and they sent all their lawyers after you. That was Capcom extending the olive branch and saying, hey, we really respect what you did. You know, we're going to work on our own thing. So uh, that's well, yeah, that. and I, <laughs> yeah. And I and I think that's, you know, a, a real good on Capcom. This holiday season, we all wish for hope and healing. Children and families who spend their holidays at the hospital deserve a reason to believe in first steps, in giggles, high fives, and hugs. For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided world-class care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to help patients and healthcare heroes this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org slash holiday. That's childrensnational.org slash holiday part that they're not like you know like a disney for example that you know because you know disney seems like you know even if they don't own the ip for it they'll still try to find a way to sue you over you know something that might remotely be theirs in some manner uh well and like, like that's sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say like the um i don't know if you followed it or not but there was a guy that was making a uh, darth vader fan film on youtube Ooh. oh yeah yeah you know, and had clearance to do it and everything. Like they said, hey, you can't sell it. You know, and no, no, I think it was like uh, 20th Century Fox is the one that ended up giving him a cease and desist over it. But, you know, it was one of those things that like, oh, well, you can't make money off of it. You can't do this. You can't do that. But you can use the likeness. And, you know, he, you know, crossed all of his T's, dotted all of his I's and then, you know, released the fan film and then still got hit with some bullshit. Yeah, did yeah. It, they they claimed the video, didn't they? That's what happened. Yeah, so even though he had the, the music custom written for his his series, uh, 20th Century Fox, I think, owns the rights to all of John Williams' original scores um, that he wrote for the Star Wars franchise. And they said because like there's like literal like eight seconds that sounds vaguely similar to the Imperial March that they own the copyrights to music that he purchased for, you know, like the guy literally owns the music he put in his movie. And here comes, you know, I think I'm like I said, I'm pretty sure it's 20th century Fox is like, Oh no, 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 no. Uh, we know you own the music, but we actually own the music. And he's like, well, you know, I don't, I don't know if he actually even fought it or not. Um, but yeah, they, they kind of screwed him over bad, but, but you see, know, like how heartbroken must he be as a fan that passionate to have them just spit in his face like that? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and I, I get like, don't get me wrong. I understand protecting intellectual property to, to a degree. Like, you know, obviously like, uh, you know, you, you created something, you want people to respect it and, you know, respect the fact that you created it. Uh, but at the end of the day, like there's like, a lot of times, a lot of these projects are just like free advertising. Like, I mean, you know, like uh, look at Nintendo, how hardcore they go after uh, some people for streaming their games on services. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, and that just blows my mind. Like, can you imagine if like Capcom, like just tomorrow, like sent out, you know, across the board, you know, you got one, we got one row sphere under everybody just got a cease and desist letter going like, Hey, can't, can't use our content to make stuff anymore. Like, I think they've been very, I think they've been very fair actually. Like we yeah. use biohazard residents of evil uses the fucking resident evil box art guy and <laughs> make merch. I don't know how to get away with it, but yeah, I like, I think Capcom has been extremely fair, you know, with, with I uses ink ribbon. Oh my I God. Know. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, shit. Uh, but I think that I, I think that speaks a lot to the company and knowing their market and uh, and hopefully realizing that at the end of the day, like you know, uh, well, I, what what kills me a little bit is some of these companies are like, oh, well, these people are making money off of our property, and it's like, okay, yeah, I get it, like. You know, we might make a little bit here and there from ad revenue or subscriptions, stuff like that. But you can't tell me that, you know, you know, for most content creators, I would assume, you know, what, 10,000 subscribers or less. Like, you can't tell me that my 10,000 subscribers are the reason why your multi-billion dollar company is about to go bankrupt. Like, you know, like when Disney you know, offers these cease and desist and Nintendo does cease and desist and they're like, well, they're impeding on our, our profits. And it's like, but are they like? You know, I don't think, you know, you know, Snowman Games 27 on YouTube is, you know, putting a dent in Disney profit because, you know, he streamed, you know, a frozen game. Like, it just it doesn't work like that. Like, at the end of the day, if nothing else, like, yeah, we might get some kickbacks from, you know, the respective platforms we work on. But it's all free advertising. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, I mean, we do. Amazing. You know, Every time I do a video about a specific game, there's always at least one or two comments of people who are like, oh, my God, I'm going to go buy this game because you really like got me sold on it or you make me want to know more about it. And it's like, hey, that probably made more money than my video did for the company in question. Yeah. You know, I'm not (laughs) I'm not saying, you know, like we're some like marketing or, you know, like, you know, we're out here slinging games for companies left and right. But. I mean, I know off just a handful of playthroughs Andy's done of uh, Daymare. I, I know for a fact we've probably sold Daymare at least two or three copies of it. You know, just from people going like, you know, what the hell is this? It looks like Resident Evil. And then, you know, telling them what it is. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'll have to go buy that and check it out. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you would think that they would want, you know, most of these companies would want a fleet of these people doing it. You know, I'd go out of, you know, like if I was Disney, I'd go out of my way to make sure that people were streaming, you know, Disney stuff, especially on trying to like sling Disney plus right now. Yeah. And like, I don't know, I'm very anti big evil corporations and um, like they don't seem to understand what some things mean to people because like how I'm a game developer and I went to school for that. It's literally because of Resident Evil 2 that I pursued it because Mm. I was so um affected by that game in the best way i mean i the 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 environments the graphics the everything i just i studied it and i wanted to know more and it not only launched me into that but also like as a gamer it it opened my eyes to a lot of video games that i never would have tried otherwise so you know they have to respect that fans are are on that side too like these games aren't aren't just games to a lot of people they're there are a lot yeah. more yeah, and I don't have to tell you guys that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, we, we got quite a substantial amount of growth through the lockdown period where people are like, do you know what? World's really shit out of there at the moment. And uh, I can come into your streams or I can watch your content. And it, it brings me to, it, it, it's, it's, it's an escapism. It gives, it, it gives me a chance to chat with like-minded resident evil fans and me being 25 years old, I've spoke about this in the past liking resident evil 2 the original and to try wanting to speak to somebody about at school when i was when i was in like like your equivalent elementary school no one knew what the fuck i was talking about so like to finally hone that platform and um you know speak with like-minded people especially for me it's been like a massive like mental health boost especially you know we're all locked in we can't really do a lot so uh, i'm sure you feel the same kai 
Oh, it's it's amazing because I was actually going to say the exact same thing. I remember like trying to talk to people about Resident Evil and nobody cared because they're like, OK, cool. Or they'll be like, oh, my God, Alice is my favorite character. And I'm just like, <laughs> never mind. But when I do YouTube, um, like, you know, I just I don't have to explain what it is. I just tell people and then they give it back. And I'm like, oh, my God, you guys understand me. Like, <laughs> I found my people. This is amazing. <laughs> like i get so excited sometimes talking about this stuff and like it's really cool to see your audience you know i see comments like oh my god i got excited when you were getting excited and oh it's so great and it it is definitely like mental healing especially like i don't know if you guys are but i'm totally an introvert i don't do well in big social situations with a lot of people i get very like catatonic and run or want to run away but you know i'm on this, I'm just talking to a camera and typing on a keyboard, and it's a lot more palatable for me, but I can still have that interaction, and it's, oh, it's so nice. Yeah. No, I'll be oh. inclined to agree. What about you, Jesse? Uh, I mean, I'm kind of, I, I don't know, I'm a weird mix of, like, extra and introverted. Like, I, I, I like being around people, but I also hate people at the same time. So, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, uh, <laughs> you know, I think it's, I think it was Charles uh, Schultz that said, um, "I love mankind. I just, you know, I just hate people," uh, and that's kind of how I am. Like, I like being out and about with people, but I don't, I, you know, I don't like being being there extended periods of time. Like, you know, I kind of, mm. but you know, like, I mean, something like this is nice, you know, especially. I, I guess like the biggest biggest hurdle for me usually is trying to find something to connect with people on because I've got you know, a particular interest set and, you know, it's not widely spread out. And that, you know, it's kind of the whole reason why, you know, when I, I started the page back last year, like that was kind of the whole, whole purpose of it was, you know, I, most of my friends, like I have one friend that I grew up with, that I talked to that, you know, played resident evil with me, you know, like we played four and stuff all the time on the GameCube, but really like out of my friends growing up or friends I've made throughout the years, he's been really the only person I could, you know, ever like talk with resident evil about like, you know, my brother, um, me played five a little bit growing up, but you know, that was still just usually me by myself. So I was like, well, you know, I'll make a page. I'm in a couple of resident evil groups. If people, you know, want to talk resident evil, you know, we, we can do so. And then, you know, here we are a year later. And that's all I do is talk. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> Everyone's like, what other games do you play? I'm like, uh, yeah, but that, that can go both ways because I've also pigeonholed myself without meaning to because, like, I like other games, too. I, I definitely, you know, Resident Evil's way above everything else. But once in a while, I want to talk about something else. And when I do, nobody cares. Oh. <laughs> like, I'll post a video on another game and they're just like, mm. It's the like, same. Yeah, it's the same here. We're streaming. You know, we, we because we've become so dedicated, especially the classic Resident Evils, I get absolute stupid amount of views. The second I veer a little bit off and I go, do you know what? Let's try Dead Space. Or let's try, say, so, like, Bond. <laughs> Where's Resident Evil 2? Where's Resident Evil 3, the original? Oh, Show God. us the seamless. <laughs> but obviously, we're really grateful for you to coming on today. It's it's, a, it's actually, the aside from Resident Evil, it's the first it's the first time we've had an interaction with another sizable Resident Evil uh, creator. So we're very grateful. Well, thank you. Yeah, man, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. Anytime you guys want to have me back, I'm, I'm happy to do this. I, yeah. I was literally like, Oh God, like it's going to be like a lot of talking and blah, blah, blah. And now I'm like, Oh, it's been two hours. I didn't even realize. <laughs> <laughs> As we, as we said, if you want to find Ink Ribbon, um, he's a, he's a, he's a, a massive, uh, 
Resident Evil creator over on YouTube, youtube.com slash ink ribbon. And uh, yeah, if you just reread your uh, social media handles out, that would be appreciated. Yeah. Um, on uh, Instagram, I'm kaikun2236. And on everything else, I'm either ink ribbon or ink ribbon games. Brilliant. Well, as I said, we really appreciate your time. To, uh, sorry, was you going to say something there, Jesse? No, no, no. That's splendid. Well, we really appreciate your time today, Kai. Um, best of luck, of course, with your with your journey to 100K. You are 20,000 off, which, yeah, I, 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 I mean, we, I, what did we hit? 67 or something like that. So I know what it's like getting past that 50K and it's like the build up. So, yeah, I'm, we're obviously super happy for you. And, yeah, we'd love to do stuff, more stuff with you in the future. Cool. I yeah. look forward yeah. to it. Yeah, maybe, maybe you know, since we're, uh, I think we're sitting at 68 right now, maybe we'll have a, you know, some friendly competition who can get to a 100K. <laughs> who can, who can well, hit 100K hey, you guys should also come, we'll figure something to do on my channel on YouTube and let them know, hey, go on Facebook, you know, because like I said, some people don't use YouTube, some people don't use Facebook, so some people oh, no. use both. Yeah, absolutely. I you know, really we'll, appreciate. We'll, yeah, we'll be happy to do you know, anything we can. Awesome. Brilliant. Well, thank you to everybody who's tuned in for this podcast. Have a good one. Look after yourselves and we'll be in touch with the next one. Bye, guys. For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided exceptional care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to give children and healthcare heroes a reason to believe this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org slash holiday.